passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Door. Bumper. Clear. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I'm Freddie Kraft. We made it back from South Beach with a lot to discuss. Special guest Caitlin Vinci of Fox Sports joins us, and we talk Bubba Wallace's suspension, Kyle Larson spinning Martin Truex Jr. on pit road, what Kyle Busch said about Joe Gibbs racing, and much, much more. Jason, let's roll. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Good call to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brent ain't so bad. Jason is facing kind of plate in this race. And if someone don't crash and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's throw bumper clear. Nah, don't get it twisted, baby. This isn't the download, nah. This is Door Bumper Clear. There you go, I like it. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the one truck, the 68 Xfinity, and the six cup car. That's busy. Look at you go. Brett Griffin, spotter Colleague Racing, Daniel Hemrick, AJ Amendinger. Boys had a we had a fast cars this weekend. Hey, what's up? I, do, I don't spot Ray J. Almondinger. I spot for uh, Justin Avery. <laughs> I flew home beside AJ Almondinger. Oh, I just guy. got off the phone with Chris Rice talking about AJ Almondinger. The problem is you didn't go out last night, so you're all discombobulated. I, I know. I need to be cloudy to do this well. <laughs> well, there's a shot right in front of you if you'd like yeah, we, to yeah, we'll get to that. start there. Uh, what's up? Freddie Kraft spotter for uh, John Hunter Nemechek this oh. week. Uh, my my normal guy was taking a vacation, apparently. I, I told you last week that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you, you hinted at it. Uh, who else did I have this week? I had Landon Castle and Derek Kraus this week. Hi, Casey. Hey, guys. Casey Boat here, your marketing professor. 
professional. And I am joined by our lovely producer. Hey, Jason Schultz, DBC producer, uh, Patriots fan, Tom Brady fan. Oh, yeah. I forgot I'm a Giants yeah. fan. I hey, forgot to mention Bills. that. Go yeah. Bills. Let's I mean. go Giants. Giants, six and one. This is not an NFL podcast. Did y'all not read the Twitter <laughs> comments? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I hate oh, the plus yeah. bubble. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intro my friend. The first time we met, oh, we Lord. drank. Got him, man. <laughs> We you drink. had to start with that. Well, I, I got I to set, <laughs> set us up for success. We drank a lot of Jack Daniels. I like Jack Daniels. And we did one of my favorite things to do in the world. We were moonwalking. <laughs> you were. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> it's what probably do you not like very more? good moonwalking. What do you like more, moonwalking or clogging? Moonwalking. <laughs> Clogging, I'm too fat to clog these days. Um, <laughs> Kayla Mincy, thank you so much for coming on. We were texting back and forth last week. And I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? And you're like, oh, my God. I yes. would love to come on the show. And I'm like, yeah. okay, come. I'm super stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. This is such a cool setup, by the way. I've never been in here. I love it. Well, it, you should come in the summer when it's like 105 degrees <laughs> in here. And, and, and you're probably, you're, you're the second person to come on the show that is like a legit TV broadcaster. So I think you're going to elevate. I know you're going to elevate TJ's game because that's pretty easy to Aww. do. But I think you're going to elevate what, what we bring to the He's table today. Phone. I'm not going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but well, anyway, cra- crazy, uh, crazy few days in Homestead. How, how often are you going to the track these days? I mean, not nearly as much as I used to. I used to do almost every weekend for seven years straight. So it's a lot more laid back now with me being in the studio. I don't have to go nearly as much, um, which I'm okay with because I have two kids and there's a lot to manage on the home side of things. Yeah, on that one. Yeah, so it's it's probably better this way. You have two kids? <laughs> yeah, you have two. I feel like it sometimes. <laughs> Chad does. I mean, so... Chad uh, does for sure. <laughs> Obviously, you've seen a lot in this sport. I mean, I remember times when, I mean, when you were just getting started and to now, how cool is it to see how much this sport has evolved and how much it's changed over the years and to be a part of it? Yeah, my gosh, it has changed a lot. Um, you know, for me, I started out grassroots racing as a reporter in Virginia, which is you know, the very simple kind of simplistic racing and then making it to the network level and just seeing over the last, I guess I've been with Fox 12 years now. Wow. I mean, it has changed. I started when I was 24, so I feel like I've literally grown up around the sport. Um, Lifer. (laughs) Something like that. But yeah, it has changed a lot. I mean, even just like from women and stuff coming into the sport in different roles, we've seen a huge change. And it's not just women like let's check a box to put a girl in this position it's more of qualified women whether it's track operators or engineers and uh, all the different things we've seen it's it's growing i mean your your segment evolving. highlighting women mm-hmm. in sports like i've learned from it even just over the past few years yeah it's, it's we, incredible to see things what yeah. you've done well holly kane i know you guys all know her yes. she's our next one and her story is amazing obviously it's breast cancer awareness month so we're talking about everything she went through personally but then she actually was a journalist when like dale earnhardt was still racing and some of her stories are are amazing like she's seen some of the biggest names that i never got to cover unfortunately so it was really cool to hear some of her early journalism days like the stories and things like that so i can't wait to check so it out. you went yeah. to school at jmu right no, CNU. No? JMU is very close to where I grew up. Okay. Um, but I went to Christopher Newport University, which is kind of outside Virginia Beach. Okay. All right. We got a mutual friend, Michael Folly. Oh, yes. 
Uh, who, I love who him. I, oh, I do. I, I think the world of him too. So how, I mean, I guess the, the best question I can ask you is how does a female get to become a race fan and end up working in racing? Well, it's funny you mentioned Folly because we went to school together and at CNU, like going to races was a social experience, right? You go to the race, tailgate with your friends, like check out all of that. And so we all went together to Richmond race and that was kind of my first time seeing it. Of course, I'd been exposed to NASCAR since I was a little kid growing up in Virginia. But, you know, for me, I always knew from a young age that I wanted to be a journalist. Like my parents have videos of me at 12 years old doing the news. I don't know why. I guess it was just something I was interested in. So even in high school, like I started doing a sports column for our paper. Once I went to college and I went to races, I was like, I think I want to focus solely on racing because I knew nothing about it. So I felt like if I could learn NASCAR, I would have felt like I really accomplished something because like my dad was a racer. I didn't have any family ties to the sport. And let's be honest, like it's a really hard sport to learn. Like there's so many different, every weekend (laughs) I know is something different. And so I just kind of set sights on that goal. And then, I mean, I did a lot of things while I was still in school. I think a lot of people maybe don't know, you know, I had an internship at a local news station. I had an internship with the USAR pro cup series, which is now of course the cars tour. Uh, I started working for the athletic communications department at my university And so those things all helped me once I graduated, because if you just graduate and you have a degree, a piece of paper, like nothing, it's not really going to get you a job. So the fact that I had done all these different things while I was still in school, I think was really beneficial to getting the job at Langley right out of school. So I started doing that for a couple of years and then Speed Channel finally gave in and speed channel. I know. Rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, started at speed, um, in like a different role, but it evolved quickly into like reporting and and doing all that. Yeah. So what's next for you? I mean, are are you, are you just going to keep chilling what you're doing or do you want to do something different? No, I like where I'm at. Truthfully. I mean, I don't really know what else I, I, I say that I would, I would do play by play. I think I've had some conversations about wanting to do that yep. in the future. Yep. I think that's like the next box. That's the only thing I haven't really done yet Right. With, within racing. So we'll see. Did Hermie Sadler teach you everything that he knew? <laughs> I'm curious. Everything and more. <laughs> I oh wish my God. that I had his accent. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> the Emporium Virginian. It's like war, was- <laughs> war, but not quite as bad. <laughs> it's hard to beat wars. Because I, I mean, mean, when you came in, Hermie was right in the middle of all the TV stuff. Right? I know. He was my teammate on... Trucks pit road for years. He was awesome. Truthfully, like one of the best teammates I've ever had. I remember there was one race where like my scanner suddenly stopped working. I was like panicked. I was like, oh gosh, like I'm not gonna be able to hear any of the team communication. He like ran down pit road, gave me his scanner and like just didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool how you just said the word teammate because I'll never forget McMurray retiring or, or stop, you know, racing and he and I were having a conversation just about his life and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like I left my team with race cars and now I'm on my TV team. So he said, those guys were my teammates. Now the TV guys are my teammates. So I I think it's really cool that you guys have that kind of synergy and that's literally your approach to it. Yeah. Where, Where is he? Where is he? Where is right at this moment. He's running down Brawley. I mean, he's running down Brawley right now. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah. Working out. For the, the next three hours. <laughs> Maybe we need to get him on. I've been asking him to call for two years. We could never get it figured out. But no, he's running down Brawley School Road right now. 100%. 100%. <laughs> a thousand percent Logging chance. miles. That's what he does. Uh, he's great. We love him. I mean, he, he's come in and brought so much, I think, to 
our shows. He is very thoughtful. Like he does so much research and preparation. I love that because you don't always see that. You know, with- yeah. I mean, you mean by Clint, you don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not, that's not what I mean. It's I just, just mean that's he, accurate, but that's not yeah, what you meant. Clint is amazing at TV, and he does not do any research. I'm guessing. I think he has started to okay. do more. Yes, uh, yes, right. yes. You realize I know Clint Boyer very well. I do know that. I am. I'm aware of that piece of information. So um, is Brett wrong or is he right? I mean, I don't know. I think they're all uh, great. Clint is fish. great just as he is. So. Yeah, he is great. We don't need to change a thing. Yeah, he don't, yeah, just he let is him. perfect how he shows up. Yeah, like, exactly. You yeah. never know. I mean, he's a complete train wreck. I love the guy to death. <laughs> Thank oh. <laughs> you, Jason, editing out the curse word. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Miami specifically. And, and you know, we could hear these ty- these guys talk all, all day about the race weekends, you know, as a taking a, a different side of this weekend specifically. What did you think of the race? Well, uh, it, it was interesting, like all of them have been, I would say. Um, good for Kyle Larson. I thought that was obviously a huge win, especially given everything that's kind of been going on uh, over the last week or so. But it was a little tamer than I thought it was going to be. This The whole playoffs, I think, has been a little bit interesting. Certain races that we've identified we thought would be crazy weren't. Other ones that we thought maybe would be more eventful kind of haven't been. Um, so, yeah, the biggest weird thing that happened sticked out to me is the Martin Shrex pit road thing. Um, that could have been really bad. <laughs> it Real was bad. a scary incident. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but yep. that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me. The thing I'm most impressed about when you go back and watch these races is how damn talented these guys are and gals to get up there and run an inch off the wall, off the wall mm-hmm. all the way around the corner. Like the yep. discipline and, and you look at the Xfinity cars I mean, they were knocking the wall down and still riding the wall. The cup cars yesterday, I didn't see as many guys hit the fence as I thought I would. Um, My guy ran the bottom all day. Maybe that's why I'm saying that. But just overall, a few things about Homestead. It is an amazing racetrack. It's one of the best that we go to all year. It's in an awesome area this time of year. I mean, it's 80, 85 degrees outside. Absolutely beautiful. You're 30 minutes from the Keys. You're 30 minutes from South Beach. Love geographically where it's at. If you're a race fan, you should go to this racetrack. But the talent that it takes – to be fast there is free. I mean, what Truex and Larson and Reddick and, and Denny, man, it's freaking unbelievable what they did. The in-car camera, I don't know. I think Chasm retweeted it as a joke, obviously, but I of, saw of, Larson? of Larson's in-car oh when he drives through three and four on the fence. And, and the throttle, on top of just running an inch off the wall, the throttle commitment is incredible. Like, he's driving in, he barely, sounds like he barely lifts, and then he's right back to it, and he's just running literally paper thin uh, you know margin of error on the fence and he's doing that he would run the middle to bottom for maybe 10 laps of a run and then go right to the top and run that the rest of the run so i'm talking you're talking probably 200 laps of running the fence all day long without making a mistake and we talk about in the past with larson you know i see everybody oh larson owns homestead that's his play this is the first time he's won there. You know, he's dominated. Yeah. We were talking Hard about in our believe. pre-race yeah. meeting. He's dominated there, it feels like, forever, you know, for the last five or six years. And this is the first always time he's the wall. always got the fence or always something happened. And he almost had, you know, almost happened to him yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And he, he didn't get that caution. He, he might not have gotten Martin. He but, had to earn it. You know, I mean, another big thing about this, and I haven't really seen a lot of this come up, is, you know, this they're locked in the championship four now on the owner's side with the five team. You know, this this is something that hasn't happened since, like, I think Nate Ryan tweeted 1963. It was the last time we mm-hmm. had a split champion in the Cup Series. So that's a, that's something that kind of flew under the radar. And it's kind of good that that happened, you know, after whatever 
went down last week. Then now that that's all gone and done, it's over with. He's locked in the final four. And uh, listen, that's the guy that won the race there last year. So you, you got a very good chance of possibly seeing a split championship this year. Yeah, I thought it is incredible how close some guys can run to the wall and not and not mess up. You can tell a couple times you think they're already on it, but then they get a little bit too close and you didn't think you don't think there's any more room. Then they then they slow down. They're like, because they're going to hit it. And you're like, you're already against it. How are you? I can even have this mistake and um, no stages in yesterday's race. He laps the field. Yep. He was uh, a half second faster than the rest of the field after about 20 I don't laps. think he laps the field, but Bull I think he was, I half, think he he was flying. I don't think he laps the field. Half I second think faster you, uh, than the field after I think you laps. get a caution at some point so he doesn't lap the field. I don't know. There if it any, goes green know. the entire time, possibly, but he's not going to lap the field. But he was like he had a huge lead. He was fast, but when ridiculously fast. Once you get to that, you're you're fast. And he knifed through the back, you know, the back markers a little bit. They moved over most of them. But once you get to that fifteenth, twentieth place car, it's pretty hard to pass. I mean, it's pretty hard. So when you're covering this on on television, Caitlin, mm-hmm. like, is it not just crazy the amount of talent these guys have? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you guys have been saying, a track like this, I think, really showcases their talent level. And it, this is a Kyle Larson kind of track. I mean, this is what he loves to do. And I was listening to you speaking, obviously, and it's surprising that he hasn't won. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of expected that to happen much sooner. But I'll tell you what else goes unrecognized is the talent level like of A.J. Allmendinger running that line that he ran all day yesterday and making passes against guys or running against the fence. If he gets by Ross, there is a chance that he has a shot at passing Kyle. And he's running low, and that's a hard pass to make, man. He made all of his passes pretty much on the bottom yesterday, just half a car length at a time, getting there, working on the guy. And, you know, a guy like Ross at the end is going to be super hard to pass. But I think if the thing goes, you know, if it has a little bit longer, he gets by. He gets by Ross. Back to AJ. It is so cool to see, like, how much he's evolved. You know, he used to be the road course guy. But Mm -hmm. even at a track like Homestead now, he is going to be a threat next year. Being full-time yeah, he's going to be a playoff sure. guy. I mean, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. And, and Chris Rice and I were talking on the way here this morning. Like, our cars have gotten so much better since he took Noah Graxon's place. And, and nothing against Noah because it was Noah, it was Daniel Hamrick, it was AJ, it was whoever else was getting in the car. Now that AJ's been a staple in that car since Noah's in the 48 car, Colleague Racing has gotten faster on the cup side in general, right? It's helped Just- it's helped uh, Justin a lot as it helps well. Justin, it pushes Justin Haley, right? I mean, it's hard. I mean, look, I've been on a lot of different teams. It's hard when you're running 10th and your teammates running second. It's even harder when you're running 20th and your teammates running second. So Justin has, has obviously picked it up too. But I want to say one thing about Homestead before we jump. They were awesome to us this weekend. Well, they took better care of us than probably any spotter stand ever has. I've never seen Danishes and coffee well, on the roof. that's from Chip. That came that's from nice. Chip. I've never seen Danishes you, and coffee. So shout out to whoever made it happen. If you if think it about Chip it, Wild. this is the first time I was talking to somebody at the track that they've had fans like full attendance since mm-hmm. what 2019 um, I yeah. thought they did a great job security wise making sure everything was organized I mean I, they, I was they impressed do a good job there it is it is it is one thing though it's a playoff race it's not a championship race anymore they got to sell more tickets we can't go to a playoff venue and not have it freaking rocking and I'm sorry what was rocking more L.A. Coliseum or <laughs> Homestead? L.A. Coliseum. What yep. was rocking more? Na- uh, St. Louis or? St. Louis. St. Louis was rocking. <laughs> they like, did a good job. Like The, with, the, like the St. Louis promoters are the best there. promoters in the sport right now. And we need that kind of action 
at Homestead. We got to pack the house. It's, it's, it's literally three races left in the season. I love Homestead. I would race there every single week, but we can't go there in the playoffs if we can't sell it out. We need that energy. I think the tough thing that they had against them yesterday was the Dolphins were playing Sunday night football that night. Oh, and shocker. So NFL I'd plays. imagine, I think it's like the first time that they've had Sunday night football in the NASCAR race in quite a few years. I can't remember who told me that. Doesn't matter. Um, I, don't, I don't want to hear excuses. Make plays, think, not excuses. Yeah. Either way, I was impressed by, you know, the fact that they had not had fans. And and the, what did you guys think of the new car at this track, too? The new car has been great at my, every mile and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's Fine. still, you know, there was nothing. We had the same tire. The biggest thing we talk about here all the time is tire fall off. When we have tire fall off, we have good races. And the tires were falling off three guys to four seconds sliding. within a run, you know. And, mm-hmm. and with the Brett's point, you know, they're talking about AJ running the bottom. Like, we were actually committed to the, like, colleague in general, we were committed to the bottom on Saturday. Like, I don't know if that's just a, a mindset they went into the race with or trying to make their car work on the bottom, but, you know, Landon was really good on Saturday. Uh, Daniel was pretty good on Saturday. AJ was obviously top three or four. I think he finished third both races, right? So, I mean, they they were both pretty committed to the bottom on Sunday. And you could – but that's the thing about – like, that's why we kept saying – that we love this place for the championship race because you could race all over the place. It didn't matter. Like I kept telling John Hunter, you know, three and four was kind of top committed. Like there's a majority of the field was above the top seam or running the wall. You went down to one and two, they were everywhere. Every lane was all open. Over. Like it was just, and didn't you matter. could make it work. <laughs> yeah. Too. Like anything you could run. So, you know, I think that's why everybody just falls in love with Homestead. You know, I tweeted last night that Homestead, is, is, is so in my opinion just the is the place like to have this championship race like you cannot argue with me that somebody i mean obviously there's places you could put on a better race but show them to me because it's phoenix phoenix is not doing it i know we yeah. were we were watching obviously all the old footage from the championship races there for trucks and i was like i kind of do miss it being there you and know? it felt weird being there and it wasn't championship weekend. yeah really weird normally you have the trucks championships friday nights phoenix yeah. saturday and, and cup is sunday which yeah. was i've always liked that you I get the three too. champions at the same time there but you check into your hotel knowing this is it and this mm-hmm. time you're checking your hotel like, oh wait i'm not talking more. about checking it this ain't it what happened to you what happened to you I mean, we're not talking about checking it out. Oh, apparently we are. It was Denny in your room? <laughs> <laughs> and a box of chocolate. Uh, it took, it took me two hours to get into my room on Saturday what? night after the two races. Why? Well, no, Friday. When the hell did we get down there? Friday Saturday night. night? Friday Just, night. Friday you're night. saying yeah. two hours because of... Tr- no. no, why? So I, got, I went there, checked in. Girl, the nice young lady at the counter, hands me my key. I go to my room. Key doesn't work. I'm like, oh, let me get another key. That's the worst. Whatever. So I go downstairs. Go so I'm down tired. Like, yeah, go back. So I go down there, get another key. And I'm realizing, like, not only is it not working, but it's not normally if you, it's got like a swipe deal. So, yeah. you know, normally at least if it's not working, it'll flash red or, or orange. Somebody had just got a blank. No. So it, so I, <laughs> it's nothing, nothing's happened. So I went to the room behind me and I was like, let me just see and make sure. So I swiped it around that one and it went red. red. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh, something's wrong with the door. Okay. So I go back down there. This is where everything went bad. Like, I was oh, a little no. annoyed because I couldn't get a key to work. But now I get down, I'm like, the door's not working. Okay. So I tell her, I said, hey, I think the thing's dead. Like, it's like the battery pack or I've whatever. Seen that yeah. before. So yeah. she says, okay, no problem. We'll have him fix it. And then it took an hour and a half to find <gasps> the guy to fix it. Wow, what a privilege. While I was sitting what? there. <laughs> and then I was like, do you not have another room? Maybe one other one? She's like, nope, completely sold out. Did you I feel was, privileged? At I this felt point? really privileged. You at this were point. the last guy to check in. So well, then, I don't no, believe that. No, no, they had our keys. It wasn't even like they had our keys already I know, made like, out. There Somebody was, probably wasn't there yet. I'm you know, sure. Yeah. I, I just well, I can only be, go by what they tell it me. It could be a Florida thing, and I can only say that because I'm from here. But <laughs> do you see some weird, yes. weird stuff in Florida? I was driving on the turnpike, and some guy had his girl behind him 
on a moped. On oh. the floor of the turnpike. So uh, I thought okay. that was going to go a different I was, direction. Last time I, mean. I was there, I know I thought about that at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last, time, last time I was there, I see uh, the chalk markers for a murder oh, scene. Good. Like as yes. I'm driving down, I was like, yeah. "Okay." I thought I was going to see. Fun, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Fun thing, funny thing to do is Google your birth date and then Florida man yep. and see what comes Florida up. Florida man? Yes. Oh, yeah. It will be the most bizarre oh, headlines God. you've ever read in your when life. I, I'm from there. That's my home track. And no lie, when you turn on the news, it was almost like a joke at some point. I seen, I seen a guy. We were driving down the highway heading to the airport last night after the race and a minivan passed me and like there's like an HOV lane like we got on 77. And I was like, oh, whatever, not paying any attention to him. And all of a sudden, they like the wheel jerked hard to the right and then back hard to the left. And I was like, wow, what is going on there? Me and Jason Jarrett are like, this guy must be drunk. Well, then I got a little bit closer and they did it again and it was going back and forth. And I realized the woman driving was beating the ever living out of her drunk husband or somebody oh next to her. Gosh. So she's, I look at this car and she's just wailing <laughs> away on this guy. But every time she hits him, she turns the wheel to the left or the right. And then she goes back hard to the left. Then she'd hit him again and go back to the right. Yep. Yep. Of everywhere we travel, Florida and Tulsa are my two, like, oh, I always Tulsa. see those weird <laughs> every yeah. time Tulsa? I go there. She is 100% right. Yes. I just Googled yes. my birthday. No way. <laughs> Read it. Listen. Drunk Florida man tries to use taco as ID after his yep. car catches fire at Taco Bell. See? Yep. I it mean, is, it's it crazy. Is, it is a real thing. I'm going to look at That sounds like me on Saturday. There, Florida there man accused of throwing a bucket deputy. There used to be a segment oh my on the radio that said only in Florida, and like every day they would remember, share yeah. something about Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Florida man arrested for pleasuring himself with ice pack in front of first responders. See what I mean? This is a real I thing. Was the taco Proud guy. to be You're from Florida, guys. One. Here's mine. Florida man used flamethrower to settle parking dispute. This is a real. You're, I, I, I think we're on to something yep. here, guys. Those are my people. Though, that's where I'm from. Floridians. That's my neighborhood. Yep. Florida man Freddie Kraft breaks into car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we head into spot on, spot off, let's first hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, Offer Pat. Are you ready to make a big move in your life? If so, listen up. Our friends at OfferPad want to buy your home and help you get your move on. They do real estate the way it should be. Easy. You can get the whole process started in less than five minutes. Log on to OfferPad.com and complete the form about your home. OfferPad will get to work on your free, no obligation cash offer and will send it to you within 24 hours. If that offer looks good to you, take it and enjoy the perks of selling with OfferPad. That includes no showings and a free local move. You can also choose the list with OfferPad. OfferPad gets your home show ready with free services like deep cleaning, handyman help, plus landscape and pool cleanup. If you list with OfferPad, you also get to keep the cash offer as a backup. Ready to move somewhere new? You can browse and buy your dream home with OfferPad too. We race in OfferPad markets all across the United States. So if you want to move closer to a racetrack, OfferPad can help make that happen. Check out areas like Las Vegas, Phoenix, Charlotte, Nashville, and more. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for spot on, spot off. 
First topic. Bubba Wallace is the first cup driver suspended for an on-track incident since Matt Kenseth in 2015. Freddie. Mm. How did I know that was coming? We got suspended? What? Apparently. Uh, listen, uh, obviously I tweeted uh, unprecedented when this happened. and people, Be careful what you tweet. People uh, got upset at me. Well, <laughs> it's, it's really, Instagram. it's really, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't, nah. yeah. Yeah. it's really not my fault that, that people don't know what the word <laughs> unprecedented listen, means. Right. Um, listen, in my opinion, it is unprecedented. Uh, nobody <laughs> has been suspended for what Bubba did. Uh, if your if your closest comparison is Matt Kenseth, who was riding around half throttle, fifteen laps down, waiting on a leader to wreck him, I don't think that's the same as hooking a guy in the right rear. We've seen multiple examples of guys hooking him in, people in the right rear that were not suspended. So that's why I tweeted unprecedented. Did I disagree with the suspension? No, right. I didn't think so. You know, I, I I was we were we talked about on here. I I said think we talked about. I thought maybe a heavy fine and points were coming because. I said on here that I thought it was going to be unprecedented if they suspended him, but I have no, you have to draw the line somewhere, right. and and I'm fine with that as long as when we go forward the next time this happens it better be the same penalty now because you have drawn the line in the sand that mm-hmm. wrecking somebody intentionally is unacceptable and we're going to come down hard on you. So as long as that continues on in the future, I'm good with it. We talked about this obviously a lot last week on Race Hub. We had a lot of different drivers coming in like we normally do as analysts weighing in on this. And I thought one of the interesting things they they were saying is like this punishment is the worst case scenario for a driver, right? Watching somebody else in your car, watching somebody else racing in your place. And it's like torture for them as a driver to not be there. So they were saying, you know, fines and paying money is one thing, but not getting to race is the worst punishment they can have. So in that case, I guess they got it, quote unquote, right. Do you agree with it? I do. I mean, they had to do something. I think they are setting a very clear message to everyone in the garage area that this is sort of going to be the outcome if this happens again in the future. Um, you know, I think it's all around. It's kind of a convoluted situation. Do you but, think, I'm going to put you on spot. Oh do boy. you think that they suspended him because he intentionally wrecked him? Or do you think they suspended him because of the uncertainty about the safety of this car and given how many concussions there are right now with guys out? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I think there are a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of layers to this particular situation. Um, The safety is a very big concern right now for everybody, Um, whether you're NASCAR, whether you're drivers, whether you're media. So I I just think it was sort of worst storm possible. You know what I mean? I think right, what do you just, think? I'm spot on for suspending him because I honestly God, I think Denny may have parked him anyway. I mean I, I think Denny was That pretty, was my question. I think I Denny was, was pretty upset was about what do. happened and, and, and upset to the point they took his name off the door. I was just you know, I noticed that. that. And, yeah. and then people are like, oh they should took his name off the door. You know, blah blah blah. Look man Watching at home is one thing. Watching another guy drive your car is one thing. Your name ain't even on the door. Like that right. is a huge statement from the team. ownership mm-hmm. of the team. Yeah, right. So I thought that was a big deal. My struggle is we've been seeing this happen for years. Um, and we see people drive away and race the next lap, you know, race the next week. I mean, I went on a huge rant on this show about how Carson Hosovar races like an ass and they need to do something to him. He should have been parked earlier in the year. So I, I don't know if this is a case of and, – and listen, this is targeting. Right rearing somebody and sending them head on into the fence – is our form of targeting. It needs to be written in the rule book that if you do this, you are going to be suspended. But now we've got to be consistent with it. And now we got to draw the line of when is it dangerous and when is it okay? If you do it at LA Coliseum, I mean, I watch guys 
pile drive. Who was it you were fighting with at L.A.? Cindric? Yeah. You and Cindric were pile driving each other into the wall. And and at what point is it literally not okay to be I'm, doing that? I'm pretty sure you got intentionally wrecked at the Coliseum. Kyle Larson intentionally wrecked Justin Haley at the Coliseum and, and completely ended our day. And we were running second or third there in the, in the exhibition race. So I think now for me, TJ, the question becomes, are you saying we were wrong to not have already done it? Because if you don't keep doing it, it looks like he's singled out. I just think it's a product. This has been building up, and I don't know, five years ago, that's the penalty, um, maybe. It wasn't a penalty two years ago when Ben Rhodes did it to Christian Eckes of Texas. It wasn't a penalty then at all. So, yeah, I I mean, I – I think it's a product of a lot of things. There's yeah. other there's other things too, like you said. Not to mention, we've had a lot of talk about walking out onto the racetrack, walked across a hot racetrack. You know, that's also been a no no as yeah, well. Yeah, but they made it clear in their statement that it was about the on track incident. I'm just saying, there's, I know, I'm there's just, a lot I'm of things that you, there's a lot of wrongs here that mm-hmm. then that add up. Um, and, and, you know, and I just. I think the decision's right to park him because I think this would be another big step in Bubba's development and learning. They kind of all have to go through this at some point. I hate, you know, nobody likes to see it, but I think I think he'll come out of this better, and he's been super competitive the last half of this season. So and I think this will be another growing step for him down the road. Freddie, take us through communication um, prior to or really during, you know, finding out that there was a penalty that he would be suspended JH taking for my end. Yes. Um, basically I just got a phone call from the team probably, uh, one Tuesday afternoon, uh, that they felt like that was the direction it was probably heading in. And, um, that John Hunter was going to drive the car, which we kind of already knew that he's kind of been the backup plan if anything goes wrong for anybody. So for me, from that point on, it was just I uh, get with John Hunter, talk to him a little bit about what he needs, what he expects, because obviously it's a big opportunity for him. I was uh, impressed with him. Yeah, me too. You. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, he did a good job. Did yeah. he give you your glasses? He did not give me his glove. My glasses. I don't know. Forgot all <laughs> about that. He must that. have forgot. Uh, Funny how the world turns, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, from from my side of it, really, and then I, I talked to Bubba a couple times about just you know personal stuff between me and him. Yep. Um, but you know, from my point on, after Tuesday, after they made the announcement. It's just business as usual. Move on to the next week and make sure John Hunter had everything he needed to do to be competitive, which obviously he was. He was fastest in practice. I think he would have had the pole. He got he got free off a of four and missed a pole by less than a tenth. So I think uh, I think wow. he probably would have had the pole. And any you know, listen, this, these things are hard to drive. Obviously, oh, yeah. we've seen that at the beginning of the year how many guys are spinning out. And you got to remember this is his first. He tested there, but he only tested I think half a day or a day. Uh, then John and then Ty and Bubba got in the car, but. You know, you, you, these things are on the edge, and we've seen in testing last year. We've seen the early in this year, the guys took a long time to find the edge. And when these things got out of shape, they were hard to bring back, and and that was the first time I guess this thing kind of kind of caught him off yeah. guard. And unfortunately, kind of ended our day. We backed it in the fans, and we just really didn't have the speed after that. But practice um, good. I mean, that's what I mean. I top of, top of the board in practice. Like I said, I thought he was going to be on the pole and qualifying. So he's definitely got the speed. He's definitely got it. You know, everything. He's just got to kind of harness it in a little bit, and and but he'll be fine. Did communicate? Did you have any communication with Denny? I'm curious to know. I did not speak to Denny at all. No. Did he pull he your contract? He wasn't in your room with chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not in my did room. He pull your did he pull your contract? Or? I finally, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. We'll continue on a similar you topic. It, but he didn't. 
I didn't sign it yet either. Nobody signed it. Uh, Caitlin, this one's for you. Marty Snyder said that NBC Sports tried to get a Zoom interview with Wallace pre-race and he declined. What do you think? I mean, I'm not surprised. Are, are any of us surprised that he declined? I didn't realize this was such breaking news. <laughs> Him as a person or in general? Just in general, the situation. I'm yep. sure he's not ready to really openly talk about that, I would think, just yet. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame him. Brett? Uh, I'm spot on for him declining. I think that the most awkward moment that I've seen all year was the RCR Kyle Busch announcement. And oh, I my gosh. I thought yes. that was awkward. Did you think it was awkward? Yes, I did. It seemed like no one knew what was, <laughs> was happening, oh. even that we're Mission a part of it. for Denny. <laughs> I mean, I was not – I mean, I hate to digress, but I was not a fan of the whole watch joke thing. I mean, yeah. Richard Childress beat the out of you. Now you think it's funny he's giving you a watch? And then the whole offer also breaks in a contract thing that wasn't really a contract. Like that, I did anyway. That was very messy. I was like, and I do events for a living. And yeah. I was like, wow, I hope I've never done one this bad. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, nothing against those guys. Like Richard's obviously successful. Kyle's successful. They're going to be successful together. But the press conference, it, it left a lot to be desired for. But I think the most second awkward moment of the year is going to be when Bubba Wallace walks through this garage. And, mm. and, and it's going to be... It's all eyes on you, man. Whether you want it to be that way or not, it's yeah. every peer is going to be looking at him. Every fan is going to be looking at him. I know. He, he has never been in a fishbowl like he's about to be. And I know he had that thing a few years ago that was very you know, challenging for him, and he handled it, in my opinion, he handled it well, given the facts that he was presented to by Steve Phelps. And obviously everybody surrounded him and, and gave him nothing but love inside of the garage. This is the opposite. It's going to be hard – to manage this. And I said last week before he was suspended that he's got to make peace with this. I've seen guys completely collapse in situations like this and it take them a year to get over it. I mean, at least there's only two races left, you know, that's so a good thing. The season is almost over. We can get a big reset once it is. And I'm sure like you were saying, it's teaching moments, learning from this whole experience. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's going to be, I, I, an, look, I don't know who wrote his apology. Maybe it was him, but I didn't see, really a lot of, hey, I'm sorry, Kyle Larson in there. I didn't see Kyle Larson's name even in the thing. Maybe, mm -hmm. I, maybe I skipped over it. I think in an interview, Kyle said he wasn't expecting an apology. He did say that, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so. um, I, I, I am, I'm spot on for him declining this interview, but I'm telling you right now, all eyes on you, man, this weekend. It ain't going to be easy. Ready? I mean, the only reason this is even public knowledge is for clickbait. I mean – Dustin Albino tweeted a thousand times yesterday. This one got 94 replies and 38 quote tweets, and every other tweet he had had three replies. I, get, <laughs> I, I laugh at people that – You mad? No, I don't care. I couldn't tell. I mean, I laugh at people that complain about – I'm tired of hearing about Bubba Wallace. I'm tired of seeing about Bubba Wallace interviews or stories. Well, you know why they're out there? Because they get – Five million notifications, you know, like if you would stop replying to every story about Bubba, they will stop posting them. I promise you that, <laughs> you know, like I just don't, you know, I don't know what, you know, I was personally myself. I was outraged that they didn't interview Rodney Childers or Ben B show while they were suspended. You know, that was my personal feeling. I mean, who cares? Like what the hell's going on here? Like just move on. Bubba's going to have to address it this week. Like Brett said, it ain't going to be easy. Yep. He's going to get booed louder than he's probably ever been booed before in driver intros this More week. More than Denny. And, oh my track. God. They're going to burn the place down this week, but who cares? <sighs> we're going to go out there and try to shut him up like we did at Kansas. And that's, that's how he does. That's how he fuels himself. That's how he moves forward. And that's what we're going to do. It ain't going to be easy, but we're going to continue to move forward and try to win races. That's all we can do.
I, I am personally that's, spot. That's Freddie's I'm upset voice. <laughs> that's why, that's why I said it. That's just annoying. Like it's, 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 really, it's really not. I'm not mad. I, I, I want to laugh like at people. At all. I, mean, I want to laugh at people just because of the fact that they complain all the time about how much they see Bubba stuff. <laughs> But they reply to everything. I hate this guy. Well, thanks for replying. You just drove our metrics higher. Like, I do it all the time on my Twitter or even the Couch Racer Twitter. Like, if we mention Bubba Wallace, whoop, through the hey. roof. Here we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who's got a Snickers? I mean, we, <laughs> Freddie needs a Snickers right now. I just shot. Uh, Once we get the reaction here, I'm going to do this shot. I, I am, uh, I'm kind of the opposite of, uh, of Brett. Uh, I'm kind of spot off. I, maybe this was an opportunity to come on there and say, hey, I made a mistake. You know, I'd like to, you know, I'm sorry for what I did. Um, kind of own it a little bit and, and put an apology out there. Like a true, like, I never should have done that. I was in the wrong. Set the tone. I mean. Start the process for yeah, kind of moving forward. Y'all are here, crazy. Here's the thing. You're crazy. He's crazy. Now you're going to have to do it again. You're talking about awkward moments, right? You talk yeah. about awkward moments. Yeah. One of the most awkward things I remember watching was that Kyle Larson Zoom apology for what he, when he, remember when he had to do his apology? That was on our show. That was, that was, never that was that pretty awkward in itself. So I don't think you want to do a Zoom apology. You want to do it this week in front of the media, in front of TV one cameras, time. one time. Be done with mm-hmm. it. Fair. I'm not against him owning it then. All right, moving on. Kyle Larson spins leader Martin Truex Jr. on pit road during the final pit stop on Sunday. TJ, spot on, spot off. I just think this is a racing accident. I don't think it's as a... Uh, um, I'm, I'm spot off because Martin did a hell of a job getting up in the front, and, and it was good to see Martin... Um, how he was leading the race, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he was... He was One of know, the best cars, really. Yeah, he did, a, he did a great best. job, and I hate to see... I think... I'm not sure. I didn't see any, I didn't look anything up on it, but I think that he, the son was playing a factor yep. on pit road and he was going to miss his pit stall and saw it late and kind of hit the brakes mm-hmm. and panic. That's what he said in his interview. And this wasn't a Kyle Larson said, Oh, this is my chance to cheap shot a guy. This is none of that. Even Larson said he couldn't see that well when he checked up. Um, so I don't, this is part of the problem. This is if there's one bad thing about Homestead, it's the glare down the front stretch for the drivers. Right. It's, it's hard for us to get into one. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. get into one, you're looking at the back glass, and it's yeah, just it's glad. hard. If to you see don't sometimes. have binoculars up, you're really having a hard time finding. It's your car. hard to see. So I, I I chalk this up as a racing deal. I think Martin knows it. It sucks for Martin though because he was doing such a damn oh. good job. They have so, found some ways to lose some races. I, this know. Year. I, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Like, he I mean he they, he was kicking ass too. So it was um, hated it for him. Um, but I just think it was, uh, this could have happened to any of us. You, mm-hmm. Oh, you're what I don't, sometimes I don't understand is you, we do a countdown on pit road. Sometimes I don't think the drivers here are. I was counts. just going to say, they I, was I think they're just looking for the signs. The I think so too. Cause when you hear five, I always say like, when you hear five away, you start turning, I mean, you know? And, and, um, it's kind of like, I mean, hell Dell Jr. has driven by his pit box numerous times and I'm like what are we doing here okay mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what 10 away means but it means you're damn close <laughs> I think definitely it was a visibility thing I wondered that as well the communication for the count what was going on there uh, the pit crew did a great job getting out of the way uh, yeah. that like I said at the top of the show could have been really bad um, but I do feel for Martin like you were saying they just cannot seem to catch a break you know and this is a driver we're used to seeing with multiple wins making the playoffs, going to the championship four. It just has not been the traditional Martin Truex Jr. That we, and team that we've all grown accustomed to seeing. You can just see it in his interviews, how dejected he is. His voice is almost like shaking, like he's very emotional. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I noticed that yesterday. About what has happened. And I don't know what exactly pinpointing why this team hasn't been where they have in the past. Um, is it because Blake's not there? 
Is that what? Are we trying to get Blake enough? But he's already got a good he's job. Got a good, getting a better one. He's got a good deal. <laughs> I mean, he he was a big part of that team's success. He, he was, was with Martin for a long time. They experienced a lot of wins together. Um, I don't know if that's you know the sole reason. I think maybe that hasn't helped things. But uh, I hate it for Martin. I think you know everyone here. We all know what kind of a talent he is. Oh god. Uh, and I just you could tell he's so ready for this season to be done. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was a weird deal. And we don't see him make mistakes like that. That's yeah, why I think I, that, yeah. I, know, I mean, normally that's okay. But when you're that close on pit road, if Larson's pistol is down in turn four, further towards turn four, this isn't even, it doesn't happen. It's right. just things lined up just right for this accident to happen. And mm-hmm. one little, one little slip and bam, it's, yeah. there's no you room for air. You see people that, you know, kind of getting on Kyle and Kyle's, it's, these guys have metrics to the tenth of a second. Kyle's of, driving off yeah. Martin, yeah, basically, and, and, yes. and, and you're pushing your lights as hard as you can push them to get down there. So you get your guy. You're minimizing your time up at road to try and beat Martin out of the pit, so you get back in control of the race. Um, so you really can't fault him. You know, one of the things I do a lot, I'm sure you guys do it. Um, I will tell the guy, my, I'll tell Bubba or Derek or whoever. Right, this guy's getting ready to turn in right here, mm-hmm. you know. So you're kind of expecting it. So even if I had said that though, and I, I usually say it like TJ said when they're about four or five away from their stall, and I'm saying he's going to turn in right here. And if he doesn't turn in, then you should know, like maybe you know, but it's just just a bad deal for Martin. It's just a, yeah. you know, another unfortunate. If you run into the back of somebody leaving the studio, who are the cops going to charge? You or the car you hit? Uh, me. Yeah. So he ran into the back of him. Kyle ran into the back of him. I, I will say this. AJ Almendinger brought this to my attention last night. Martin never faded left. He just turned left. And by then, if if Kyle to Freddie's point is looking down at his lights or he's processing something, he doesn't have the ability to check up. It was a perfect storm to, to wreck Martin Truex. The crew guys' lives are then at risk. Their, mm-hmm. their, their health is at risk. Like, we don't give – those guys make a lot of money. That's They're getting these long-term contracts. Yeah. They've got a freaking tons of car – tons of weight coming at them at 50 – to your point, 50 miles an hour. Like – these guys risk their bodies every single pit stop. Not only are they out there diving on their knees and jamming their backs and cramming their bodies onto the ground uh, five, six, seven, eight times a day, but literally when you see these pit stops, Caitlin, and I watch these guys almost get their right foot run over. I was just the tire changer. The tire changer's got his right front, you know, foot hung out. And man, those guys are. They're brave. They're more brave than I am. I will say these guys are all really talented. It goes to the drivers, the crew guys, because they go within inches of each other, and they're comfortable doing it. Right. And it's it's kind of a, you know, if you're going around a guy, you know you're going to have to go around his tire carrier. You know what I mean? He swings that tire way out. But it's like a, it's amazing that we haven't had more tires get hit by cars and things like that. These yeah. guys are really good at what they do. Man, we we talked about a few weeks ago, every driver that puts a helmet on assumes a risk that they may not come back. It's just, it's just the, guys it's are, the risk they got. Every time a pit stop happens, there is a chance a pit crew guy is going to get run over by a car. Yeah. It's, it's I'm just, out. I don't want, I'm, I'm staying on the roof. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't want a red car get run over. It's better up there on the roof, right? Yeah, in the, in the heat. Um, <laughs> in the sun. Yeah. In the sun. To your point, he did never fade, though. He just yeah, panicked. Yeah. He kind of panicked and hit the brakes. And then as soon yeah. as he hit the brakes, he was like, yeah. you know, the crew chief was probably like, you know, you know when they get close, right here, right here, son. You know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. probably like, Poof. and as soon as he did it, he I got hit. Um, <laughs> the one thing I did see last night that I thought was ridiculous was some people commenting on Flores is one of the ones I think retweeted it commenting on the 19 team should have just got their together and changed the tires and he wouldn't have lost all those spots. I'm I like, was, I'm yeah. like, are you 
me like me? the guys backwards just, it, it their just first they just, they just, first they just ran for their lives uh, yes literally ran for their lives and now okay let's regroup and make sure we got everything right, right. but these are oh you should have got out there somebody must have bet on martin or something yesterday good lord <laughs> They, they they do pit stops in under 10 <laughs> seconds. You're not going to adjust to all that chaos going on. First of all, it's amazing he stopped where he did. Yeah, that's like what it's I perfect. thought. How, yeah, how he got in the box like, was perfect. Brad did that one time. At Tal- I think it might have been Talladega yeah, where he spun out coming in pit road. And he says he could do it again, but I don't think he can. <laughs> um, but that it, it was like that's that's a chaos scenario. I'm. I thought it was great the time they like when that happens, you're just basically trying not to get hit or anything else happen because it was late in the race. There's 15 cars, 20 cars in a lead lap. So it's not an overly busy pit road. So just do things right. Make sure the rights get on the right side of the car. Let's get on the left and then get a turn around and go. But I thought they did a good job. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. William Byron holds the final Cup Series Championship 4 spot by five points over Denny Hamlin heading into the Martinsville cutoff race. Brett. Man, I'm spot on for the fans because it looks like we've got three guys in must-win scenarios. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe. I don't see those guys pointing their way in. We've got two guys vying for points positions, but guess what? If one of those three at the bottom win, it ain't going to matter about William Byron and Denny Hamlin. So Denny, Denny's got to take this race and come in super aggressive. I think William does too. You know, the, the hard part about it is depending on how the cautions fall, it changes when you're going to pit. And, and what I mean by that is Logano doesn't need points, right? He's going to be able to go out there and run his race. Neither do these bottom three. So if there's a caution with 10 to go and everybody comes and gets tires, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, they're going to need to stay out for that stage and get those points. And then you're handicapped. And we saw how hard it was, Caitlin, to to pass mm-hmm. at the first Martinsville race. So I, I'm, but I'm spot on for the drama. I, I think it's going to become a question of can you actually point your way into that fourth spot, or does a Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney go win this race? I'm spot on for William Byron. I think this is awesome. You know, this is the furthest this team has ever made it into the postseason, which I think is. Huge when a team can check a box they've never been able to before. I think that they've been kind of a pleasant surprise, I would say, into the postseason. And who won at Martinsville earlier this year? Led over yeah. 200 laps? Oh, yeah. William Byron. So I feel like that team's going to have so much confidence going in there based on everything they did. Yeah. And they really shouldn't be here. Well, I mean... <laughs> They really should not. That person on Twitter said that to us this morning, I think, saying if he hadn't appealed, Larson would be obviously in, and all this would be very different, the complexion of this. 
<laughs> oh, muddy waters. Got to love them. Uh, we, listen, it's going to be an uphill climb for Danny or anybody else. A point that way. And we talked about the first race. Caitlin just alluded to it. He won the race. Not only did he win the race, he finished second in both stages. So mm-hmm. that is a massive points that you're two points short of of a max points day. So if they can back that up, they're based, they're unbeatable. You can't make up five points on that. Uh, or when, if he wins the race, obviously you can't beat him. But, you know, it's just going to be, and it, listen, it's tight. You know, and what you talked about, qualifying is going to be huge, huge, mm-hmm. like absolutely huge because we couldn't pass. And listen, we went there and tested, I don't know, about a month and a half ago, probably. And all we did, I think, at that test was make everybody closer together in speed. So it's <laughs> going to be even harder to pass, I think, this time. Um, so it's just going to be, you know, it's it's like Brett says, you can play games with precautions. And but I think that the tire wear is so little you just don't have to pit. Like you're not going to come and get tires because there's no point to it. You're just going to. This gonna, is going to be a fuel window race. Yeah, you're just going to stay out and get get as many points. And that's why I'm kind of saying like qualifying is going to be so big because you're just going to pit at the stages, you know, or you know, however far you can go. But it, it's going to be interesting for sure. But you know, like Danny and Chase, that 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 gap there is not you know unattainable. You know, like he's only what? That's one stage. You know, 11 points back of Chase. Danny wins the first stage and Williams back in the back and we swapped. We've talked about this with the Xfinity series. We're seeing it right now. Loose wheels are deciding who's going to make the playoffs in the Xfinity series. You know, AJ Allmendinger, who we thought was pretty safe coming into the last race at Vegas, had a loose wheel. He finds himself all of a sudden 17 out, kind of gets himself back in the picture this week. Austin Hill's having a great day on Saturday. He has a loose wheel, now takes himself out. Now he's out looking in. So there's nothing There's nothing to say that these guys can't have a pit issue or some kind of mechanical issue. We see it every year where there's one surprise in these playoffs. I feel for C-Bell, man. That's that's oh, a tough we, pill to swallow. We don't to bring that up <laughs> It comes down. I mean, it's qualifying, it's pit stops, and it's restarts. Yeah, but I think he proved it before. He under pressure can can rise to the. He can make it happen. So I feel like he's one to watch in Martinsville for sure. Walk off win. Mm -hmm. Could do it again. (laughs) Who you saying walk off win? Bell. Bell. Oh no. (laughs) He's done it before. (laughs) Okay. All right. Kyle Busch's quote on Joe Gibbs Racing's response to him leaving the organization. Jason, you want to read that? On the docuseries, Samantha Bush said, I never thought we'd go through this. Then Kyle said, not from all the words we were given for years of, you're our guy, you're our franchise, you're going to retire here. Those were a lot of, whether you call it false promises or whatever. And he also said, something that's so disappointing to me and so hurtful about this whole situation with JGR is that they were like family. For 15 years, Joe Gibbs had my back in the stupidest moments that Kyle Busch was. Like he was there for me and it's gone. Just like that. Flipped. Caitlin. I think there's probably two sides to this story, of yep. course. Um, I'm Never. not privy to obviously all the moving pieces and information that led to this decision. What I will say is I think that Kyle Busch will be competitive no matter where he goes. I think he'll contend for race wins. I think he will make any organization better. Uh, so when he goes over to RCR, I mean, that's a wealth of knowledge he's going to bring to the table for them. Um they're really excited at RCR to have him. So, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing, they couldn't seal that deal up. So someone else will gain that talent level and that information that he has. Um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure there were more reasons on why this didn't come to fruition for him I've, once again at Gibbs. I but. feel pretty confident in saying Joe Gibbs did not fire Kyle Busch. I'm pretty sure... There was a deal to be had there if Kyle Busch wanted, wanted to make one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with it. You can't. You can you, take you, off the word pretty and just say, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Think, yeah. You know, it, it, it's just, this just seems like kind of sour grapes after the fact. But 
listen, everybody, it worked out for everybody in the end. You know, everybody's got a home, so move on. If I would offer, if I were offered an eight-figure deal and I didn't take it, I don't think I would go play the victim right now. Are you saying that's what happened? How many numbers is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's a a privilege. Like 10 million? <laughs> good job, Jason. I can so this is why you go to college because you don't need a calculator to figure <laughs> out that this ten million dollars. Dang. <laughs> so, so are you saying that's what happened? I said if I were offered an eight million dollar, a ten million dollar plus deal, and I turned it down, I don't think I would be trying to play the PR victim here. Interesting, TJ. Spot on, spot off. That's uh, DJ is still trying to figure out how many eight yeah, figures. Eight, eight figures. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> eight figures is quite a bit. Does that um, count the, the cents or just? I know one thing. When you hit no, the we la- have to add that in. Tax. When you hit that last number, the zero, the font goes from like this big to that big. So my, I, I said on this show. I, I said on this show when Denny Hamlin was sitting right where you're sitting, Caitlin. I said I bet Kyle Busch wishes he had the contracts that he's turned down back in front of him at this point in the year. Because at that point, I was aware of a couple offers that had come his way, and he didn't take them. I'm spot off, too, because the keywords in there were he did take a lot of care of you in times where others probably wouldn't have. I mean, there was a lot of scenarios we were like... Well, he said them, his stupid moments, This right? is a lot of... This is some bad moments, and uh, worked through it. So, I don't... I think Joe Gibbs you know, probably um, did everything he could. Mm-hmm. To- How old is Kyle Bush? 37. Yeah, 36. Th- 37. This is the point in life where we watch Kyle Bush transform into the modern day Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick had a long list of, to Kyle's words, stupid things that, that Kevin did throughout his career. All of a sudden, it flipped and he stopped doing them. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the point where in Kyle's career, he gets to RCR, he shows more maturity he, he here's the, here's my only advice, and he doesn't take advice from me, obviously. But move on, man. It's over. Your your Joe Gibbs marriage is done. You have two more weeks, and and Eminem's leaving the sport is why you lost your job. If Eminem's came back, Kyle Busch would have never been up for contract negotiations. When they said they're leaving the sport, and I am I'm up, I'm personally upset Eminem's is leaving our sport because they have. In, in the first thing I tell you in marketing is you can't be all things to all people. Well, that's a lie. M&M's, they can sell M&M's to every single breathing human being out there. M&M's is the best, one of the best brands in America, right? So when they decided to leave, that's why Kyle Busch came up for negotiations. Obviously, he did not reach a deal with, with Joe Gibbs Racing, but it's time to move on. Yeah, and I think this was this was on the TV show, so yes. there's yes. no telling when it was, when it was filmed. Yeah. I would think it was September so those right around but, when but the it's still don't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter if it was yeah, September no. or if it was yesterday. It, it's it's dude, you you didn't take the deal that Joe Gibbs Racing put in front of you. You didn't take it. So period. Period. Spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin says he would rather have sixty wins in his career than a championship because he values the wins more so and the championship less than what I have because of the way they crown the champion. TJ, I'm tempted to ask you this because, you know, never going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, this is probably what I would say if I didn't have one yet either. So um, I do think Denny's going to have a lot of a handful more runs of championship. And I do think what if he wins a championship, he's going to value the hell out of it. So I do too, yeah. uh, and I think Denny, Denny's win speaks for himself already. He's already won 
I mean, he's won what three Daytona 500 yeah, Hall so, of I mean, Fame worthy career, no question. Stop. Yeah. Oh, TJ, oh, yeah, so TJ so doesn't think so. That's oh, a, really? That's the issue. No, that's I didn't why, say that. I'm just saying, Casey, asked, hush. Let oh. him argue. I am not ready to talk about it yet because he's still in his 30s. Yeah, but I'm saying someday like, he will be in there, regardless possibly, if he gets possibly, a championship. But the or not. guy is still racing. I have a hard time putting people in the Hall of Fame when they're still <laughs> racing. I think when people say that, they just mean, hey, you've already achieved enough. You deserve to be in there someday. If you line his stats up to some other people that are in there, his, his are is way higher than some of the people that are so in there. So you still right. agree? Is Tom Brady a Hall of Famer? He's now still that he's playing. Not, now that he's not on the Patriots, yeah, <laughs> he's still so he, playing though. We shouldn't well, talk he did, about he it. He did retire once <laughs> for a week. <laughs> so you still agree he's not Hall of Fame? Worthy. I didn't say he that. Said, no, he I, can't talk about it. He's I said I have a hard time. He's, he's on his bicycle backpedaling right now. I'm not backpedaling under the table. I, don't, I have a hard time putting a 30 year old into the hall, a 30 something year old into the Hall of Fame. Sorry, but if you were to retire from racing right now, I mean to trigger you. Like still, still racing right now. That's why I gave it to him first. Oh. I do think Denny's stats are better than people that are in there already. They so, are. They are. Um, and if you look at him, the one thing that his stats are missing is a title. Is a title. Yeah, he's so. the best driver yet to win one, I would say. And it, this could be his year. What about I mean, Mark Martin? Well, okay. Well, Mark cur- Martin currently, TJ. current, current, currently. current. Okay. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that he has a very good chance for several more years probably to win a championship. And yeah, it's not just, certainly not what do you think out of a good league retirement possibility. Like, from cup, like forties, we yeah, mid forties. Yeah, like, Whatever you want whenever yeah. you start to decline. Like, know, just, and he, and to me, he's still listen, really it's, competitive. So obviously, Definitely. obviously this guy's great, but uh, it's, <laughs> honestly, it's, in my opinion, it's hard to argue with him, but championship doesn't have the same luster once had when it was a season long battle of mm-hmm. the championship. Last year's champion was decided by a pit stop. Let's be honest. You know, Kyle Larson won the race off pit road. He won the championship. The, 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 you know, the winning 60 races, you like, you talk about Daytona 500s. I feel like that's much more prestigious than, you know, then I'd rather have 60 wins than no, I won the race off pit road. And now I'm, I'm the champion because I won or the race. I didn't win a race all year. And I won. Yeah. Race. Like, you know, like, you know, well, that there's no way that happens in the cup series. Right. No way. Well, yeah, uh, Ryan, Blaney, just, Ryan, Ryan Blaney, Blaney would like a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan yeah. Blaney's out right it's now. It's just, too. you know, it's just, uh, you know, the, the idea that you can go into the last race, run, 12th the whole race and then you win the pit rate you know the pit road yeah. pit all race off pit road at at fontana i mean um phoenix but that's part and, of the team i mean that's you, part uh, of it yeah yeah i know that but it's still it, i know it the, sucks the to luck, be the driver i think but. it just i think it just loses a little bit of its luster i'm more of a kind of traditional nascar guy so <laughs> i like the the season long championship that format would not fly today oh no i don't think so <laughs> i think you're, i think this is i'm i 100 agree this is way more entertaining this is way this is i don't have an issue with the way they do it i'm just saying that the driver might value a championship more in the past than they do right now. Do you think there's a way to change this format so that the wins count for something in the final race? We got to ask NBC. Oh, I don't want to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, never mind. <laughs> you know, I don't. I'm just curious because then here's, it would place an emphasis on getting the wins yeah. during yeah. the regular season because yeah. they could. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I'd be curious if they could explore that I, idea. I would take. Right now, I don't have either one of these. I would take a Daytona 500 win over a cup championship right now. Any uh, minute. 100%. Any minute. For because, me, Because here, here, here's the thing about what the championship used to be, a freaking marathon. I wouldn't even, take that now. Even, even the 10 win, even the 10 race playoff, right? When we would get to Homestead, it was two guys vying for it. 
Mm-hmm. The other eight, yeah. 12, 14, no matter how many we had, they had pretty much point wise been eliminated, but it was a marathon. Now it's a sprint race and it's one race, four guys head to head. And here's what I don't like. TV doesn't talk about anybody except those guys. And that's not right. They, some, they, they need, you can't lump me in that category. <laughs> you you, you, you got to cover the race. Back to your Daytona deal. Uh, the 500 is great, but those plate races now, look at the last race we had at Daytona. It's a certain, I mean, who's running at the end? Right. It just doesn't have the. I guess you didn't hear me the first time. I would take a Daytona 500 <laughs> over a cup championship if you let me pick. You ain't going to change my mind on what I want. Uh, hey, listen, I'm just saying it's. You got not, both. I'm just saying a cup win at Daytona, it's kind of, it's who wrecks who now. It's not, not the, not the traditional, you line up at the end of the race, you have Jeff Gordon, Harvick, Biffle, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Logano, Keselowski, all them guys. It's not like that anymore. That's a good point. You have both. You should be, can I say you have a Hall of Fame worthy career? Earl, Earl, no, I'm Earl. Earl has a Hall of Fame <laughs> career. Bob Jeffrey. Bob Jeffrey is also like a word with you. Those two, <laughs> those two would have their, Yeah. I'm just saying, you're not done. Earl's yet, got so. like eight, five hundred, seven champion, yeah. maybe eight champ. I don't even Earl know. Earl Barbin, yeah, Safari Earl. I think the whole point of what Denny said here is it's based on how they quote crown the champion. That's the thing is, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like a hail mary game, you know. It, it's but, but look, TV's chasing that game seven moment. It's going to be exciting. All the things are there. It does need to be at a better racetrack. A hundred percent. Yeah, at the Homestead's hard to beat. Even after yesterday's race, you think Homestead was still... catch that slip in there. Yeah. Hmm. Even after yesterday's race, you you still think Homestead is a championship race? Absolutely. I think Homestead's a great racetrack. There's multiple lanes, and, you know, if you get beat off pit road, you're leading race, you come out second, you're starting on a front row at Homestead, you actually... You're not out. You know, no, it's, I mean, yeah, like, you could. I mean, where did Ross and AJ come from on that last restart? They Ross were on the front and AJ row. put on a heck of a race at the end, it, and then they got out. What happened on pit road? You know, I think I think Homestead. They shook hands. Another thing about yeah. Homestead is, you know, you see not only different lines and whatnot. You have to set your car up differently. Some guys were really Fade, good on a short yeah. run. We're Larson we seemed like he run. was a little bit better on mm-hmm. a long run because he kind of gets that top rolling. I thought them guys were going to catch him and pass him early in that run because Ross and AJ were hauling ass on the bottom and middle. Yeah. And, a- and Kyle's just kind of committed to the top a little bit earlier than he normally would. But you it's can not, see it yeah. after about 10, 15 laps, he just started driving away from him. But yeah. that's, a, that's another thing that comes into play when you have a place like Homestead. You come off pit road leading to Phoenix – as long as you get through turn one, you're going to mm-hmm. win the race. Well, that goes back to 18. We were a short run car, and we got a short run at the end of the race. We restarted third, had to pass three cars, two or three cars. We had to pass Martin. If you were third, you had to pass two cars. Well, we, we, <laughs> I think we restarted third. There's this really successful thing, organization called the NFL. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Go Bills. Never. They go, move go the Bills. Super Bowl. Not, this is not a football podcast, Brad. <laughs> they move the Super How Bowl. How dare you bring up the Jeez, I know. They move the Super Bowl every year. Yep. It moves around to different cities. I was just going to say that. Our yeah. championship race doesn't need to be glued into Phoenix. If we end up running in L.A. in 2024, yay. Don't leave it there either. Keep I, moving it. I, yeah. I think that Brad to, Goodell over here. to your point, like, you know, if – 
I we we harp on the fact that let's let's go to Homestead every year for the championship race. Well, now how many championships are you potentially handing to Kyle Larson or Tyler Reddick? If how, many, in there. how many championships did mm-hmm. the Xfinity championship did Tyler Reddick win because the final race was at Homestead? Yep. You I know mean, what do you want to go run uh, Melbourne? I want to go run anywhere for the championship. I mean, <laughs> anywhere, Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New but, York. You know, you, like you say, like you. you there's certain tracks that just drivers lend themselves to, and you, and you give them an advantage. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Kyle I'm not Larson saying might. He's I, not even in the championship. We talked right about now. it. We talked. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. We talked about it. Not, <laughs> not the drivers' championship. We talked about it earlier. Like he, as good as he's been, he's only won there one time because of you know different circumstances. But he's got an advantage there. It's clear. I mean, he's been he's had an advantage there for years. So you know, it's just it, it's why a, hasn't he have, send him to Road America for the final. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm done. down. I'm down with that. I'm down with the Road. <laughs> I'm down with Marksville. He's got I'm down such with an advantage. How come his trophy case isn't full of trophies from there? I mean, are you going to disagree that he's been the no, fastest car? I'm not car saying he's not. I, he's well, been that's fast my there. Point. But it gives opportunity. Also, Ryan Newman makes the championship four. Ryan Newman runs top four in that race still. Well, that was that was that was uh, <laughs> that was back in the day when we had that. That's the thing interesting to point up. Are we going to see the same thing with Larson? Uh, he wrecked some yeah, Phoenix. at Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> um, but are do you guys think we will see? I mean, we could probably talk about this more next week, but. I don't think we see the same top four run top four all day at Phoenix as we have had. I, I mean, thought that was my thing. No. <laughs> we did, yeah. Was, nope. Years yep. in the past, the top four in the playoffs ran top four the entire race. Nobody could touch them. I, I don't think, think you see now. that this year. Or, yeah, or sure. like you said, maybe harder. Guess we'll find out soon. Door Bumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecasts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers. And right now, the Justin Allgaier 164 scale Door Bumper Clear diecast cars have arrived. They are available at RacingUSA.com. If you want one, order it now before they sell out for good. NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Third, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Fourth, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised diecast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fifth, RacingUSA ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the business. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Dormer Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite drivers, shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Doorbell for Clear. Oh, TJ's cool, and Freddie kisses Hamlin's ass every chance he gets. AC's beautiful. But she never ever picks her up. But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks. Now the pasta's getting high. Elliot gonna hell. It's time for Reaction Theater. Really and truly, whoever decided to swap Phoenix and Homestead really ought to be slapped. Hands down. I mean... This race today should be the final race of the season. Everybody knows it. It's so much better than Phoenix will ever be. 
Even Brett said this before. Come on, NASCAR. Don't be dumb. Listen to your people. Listen to your fans, your drivers, your spotters. Listen to your spotters. Listen to your spotters. (laughs) Cut that out. We're just here to help. Just cut that out. Uh, Good call, Banner. I don't disagree. Listen, people can say what they want. Truex turned in late. Yada, yada, yada. The simple matter is we see this all the time every week. Drivers kind of checking up, giving each other space to get into their pit box every week. It happens all the damn time. Um, but Larson just, you know, chooses to be ignorant of that fact and uh, run over Truex because he knew he couldn't beat him on the track. So might as well oh, spin him on pit road. But hey, no, it all was right. just an accident, man. The sun, the sun happened. So, you know, that's a new thing that we've never been prepared for. The sun what a dumbass. Oh did he watch the same race uh, we all on. did? Let me go back to my wood idiot section here. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, sudden, do, I do want to say one thing, though. How many times have Martin Truex drove into that pit box that day? Six or seven? Six or seven times. I mean, it, it, he should know where his pit box is at. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's the hard glare, to I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like we said, it. he just messed up a little bit, but you don't want to give an advantage away on pit road i'm yeah. not going to give you four car lengths just so you can get in your stall i mean that ain't my job i strongly disagree that kyle larson wrecked him because he knew he couldn't kyle beat him on track there's no way yeah. no, pretty sure no kyle way. was kicking Absolutely his ass not. all day until martin called <laughs> a <lucky> caution <laughs> i mean martin had a martin was fast he had a great car yeah. but larson the only dominated. reason martin got the lead was because he caught a caution and, and got off mm-hmm. pit road before he lost a lap he was on pit yeah. road when the yellow came out yeah how about that ass kicking by larson today boys I love that even Larson called his performance an ass-kicking in his post-race interview. That was great. Um, you know, I can't help but wonder, though, we haven't seen many races this year with this new car where a driver just absolutely dominates all day. Is it possible Hendrick maybe wanted to try and push the rule book with the number five and see if NASCAR catches something? You know, if NASCAR catches it, Larson doesn't lose much since he's already out of the playoffs. I don't think well, so. Larson's not mm-hmm. out of the playoffs, unfortunately. That's so just one of his strong tracks. I mean, yeah. who and are they, these callers? We should, <laughs> we should connect this guy he knows and the how last sober guy. They are. We should let those two guys talk. The yeah. first guy. Yeah. And that the, guy. Good, yeah. the good calls, you can still hear the cars going in the background. They're yelling, <laughs> ah, yeah. man, this is so stupid. Ben <laughs> has a thing for Darfs. He likes to put the Darfs in. <laughs> yeah. Did you all see the guy have his bachelor party there with his buddy passed, passed out? Passed out? Yeah, I did see I that. I hope they sunblocked him up. Did you see that? Jason, you can't get drunk and go to Panthers games anymore. Yeah, fire Ben. You're going to have to help screen these darfs. Yeah. Screen these darfs. Hey, and, and shout out to those guys for having their party there to track for for their buddy Bachelor. there. <sighs> yeah, this guy, he might be hurting today. How are you feeling right now? The f***ing bugs need to score a f***ing point. Like, you're the f***ing best team in the league. You've got the best quarterback. Ben. That's what I'm called for. <laughs> Did you know that was gone? His face definitely tells me that he did not know. (laughs) All right. Hey, play uh, it. You want to take that back? Ben, I take everything back. I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. Did he say they're the best quarterback? We're we're rehiring you. How are you feeling right now? The f***ing Bucks need to score a f***ing point. (laughs) Best team in the league. (laughs) Best quarterback. That's funny. Jason, who set you up? Oh my god. We were just funny. an Instagram story, I guess. Uh, oh, you gotta be careful uh, on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is the lesson of the month. 
The Instagram. I don't want to delete my account. Hey, don't mind the, don't mind these lights that blind us either. You know, you know what we call them lights, ready? Uh, <laughs> I was like looking at two up there. Oh boy. Anyway, so yep. uh, this is what you miss reaction theater. when you're not here. Oh, yeah. you want to come on every week? Every week, I do. Your actually. Instagrams like reaction theater. Yeah, no kidding. I need to just, like I ben, said, delete my account. Ben, ben, that, that was, was really amazing. good. That was yeah. pretty funny. Ben, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Show, oh, his face. Jason, are we done? Is that no, it? No, we got one okay. more. Oh, I think y'all know what time it is. We got Vegas in the rear view, so that means only one thing. It's time to take our talents down to South Beach. Want to know the difference between me and you? I'm on DBC. Let's get it. Got my mind on Miami, Miami on my mind. Season winding down, three spots on the line. Got my toes in the water, my ass in the sand. I'm watching the best from the world lap as fast as they can. Bubba sent packing, now it's Dennis to do. John Hunter's in the wings, ready to rally the crew. So we stepped into the box, ready to swing it away. Swung a little bit too hard, and now he's spinning at the plate. Won't mention Danny's slip ups, cause Danny's the man. Unfortunately for Willie B, no, that wasn't the plan. Louis Wheel stalling now, Billy Boy's going through it, trying to stay above the cut. One race left to do it, Reddick took a nosedive. And Briscoe never caught a break Powell swept the stages Dominated the entire race Not without sticking a snout Where it don't belong Jacked up Truex Kept it moving along One left before we go To settle it all Oldest ring on the circuit Better be ready to brawl Cause the gloves are coming off Ain't nobody holding back We about to go to war Leave it all out on the track uh, A lot of fun today Hope you fans enjoyed The ass kicking there And uh, hope we can do it again In a couple weeks I feel like we need to open Old these. Oh, Tyler, yeah. So <laughs> it's like uh, in the club. Tyler is now on it officially. Like he's been killing yeah, it. I mean, and the fact that he can do that—that that is amazing. Twelve I'm hours. I mean, what, I mean, he did it last night. Yeah. At some point, I, I think Caitlin should get him a job at Fox where he can Maybe. do this for every single show. Yes, and it can be your pre-race. I know. How like, fun. A, I mean, I want him clips. for TV, DBC still. So. I, I want bigger sure things for this yeah. kid. I want bigger things for this guy. Agreed. People helped us all to get to where we're at. I think I think Fox should put him on. All right. I, you know, I am, well, I am no, impressed. No, stop. If he does that, we'll lose him. <laughs> oh, no, he's, yep. he's going to be loyal to us. He can yeah. do both. He's gonna be, yeah, he, he can do both. Uh, but He can cuss on our show. <laughs> we he can be gangsta on here. He we, can't be gangsta on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We that do was have, really good. We do have a special note. Um, oh, boy. Our, so we have really three, I would say, consistent songwriters on our show. We have Tyler, obviously, who just did that. Jeb. Jeb was Burton. our buddy Jeb. Jeb He's the country side of our show. But our original singer was Peyton, and she's the one that told Jason to get his head out of Dillner's ass. And Peyton is getting married 1029. Yeah. So when is that? That's got to be this Friday weekend. or Saturday this weekend. Halloween wedding. So she did send a note yeah. with some alcohol. She knows the way to our heart. She sent alcohol. So <laughs> Smart girl. She said, hi, DVC crew. Okay. I know you all can't come to my wedding because you have to work, but I thought at least invite you all. Aww. So we got an invitation to the wedding. That's awesome. And I want to extend a long overdue thank you for welcoming my dad and I back in 2001 to the They came to the studio. 2001. Uh, 2021. <laughs> that was a long time ago, 2001. Uh, creating these memories for us. I heard Freddie is getting tired of Fireball, which is true. So enjoy some hard truth cinnamon vodka. It's an Indiana delicacy made by or made in brown 
I don't know, Brown Co. Indiana, I guess. Um, but thanks for all the laughs. Good luck with the rest of the season. Peyton, the OG small, uh, OG song girl. She made That's a pretty cool. little label. So, I want to see that. I want to see the invitation. Congratulations, there you Peyton. Go, Casey. She's not going to drink it. <laughs> I can't I drink it. The- yeah, okay. go for it. You pregnant? <laughs> Second kid. <laughs> <laughs> Keegan I can't get the Lawrence and uh, Peyton Emma. That's their. That's so what, what are we cheering to? Peyton's wedding. Peyton getting married. Yes. Mis- misery loves company, yeah. honey. Congratulations. You want to give him the same advice you gave me? Yeah, I'll cheer. What, what, what did I tell you? I'm you said something about uh, cutting your hair short and gaining 20 pounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Uh, yeah. Cheers. And Chad still reminds me of it. So <laughs> listen, hold hey, on. we got to hold y'all accountable. Once I do, once I do this shot, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Go 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 go. Ooh. Damn, I could hear it. Well done. So Brett tells me this. That must have been weak. Before I got married. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, Brett can't (laughs) taste anything still. Um, Brett tells me, you know, (laughs) Brett's big thing is... uh, Easy. You're going (laughs) to... Where are we going with this? Um, So it's not not big. What is it? It's not big. It ain't big with this cute cute. holler. So he tells me, uh, you're, she's gonna, she's gonna, what was it? She's gonna gain I 20 said, pounds. I said, be careful. She's gonna gain 15 pounds and cut her hair cut short. Her hair. I'm not shitting you. We got back from our honeymoon. The week after we got back from our honeymoon, she's like, I'm thinking about getting a haircut and can you bake some cookies? And I'm like, Brad, it's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta hold them accountable. We gotta yep. stick to, fellas, we gotta stick together on this. No, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> this is what I deal with weekly. Uh, this is oh, where are we at in this show? All right. Well, like our lovely artists that come on the show or record some shows or record some songs wow. on the show. Did you do that, Sean? I know. That, I, that I feel vodka like it. has some bite to it. Uh, you can <laughs> leave an audio message whenever you want. Just head to anchor.fm slash clear. You'll see the message icon and we'll keep playing the best ones each week. Do people ever leave like really mean messages? Oh, yeah. Like oh. hashtag mean tweets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Really? We have yep. a hashtag TJ sucks because of one year. He, the last year he spotted for Logano, it oh, didn't yeah. go well. Everybody Aww. hated TJ that year. That's I mean, we still started, get that. That started the first year. It was like death threats from day one. <laughs> I can't do tell that, you, people. Don't be that person. I can't tell you how many TJ sucks I got just this week. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> On the track. That's Man. Fun. I did get That's a few Brett sucks. That was just me and Brett yelling at yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I did get a few Brett sucks, so, I mean, we got that too. Well, that's, that's understandable. Dirty Mo Media fans, this is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinaro. We're here to tell you about the most honest, unfiltered, and informative IndyCar podcast on the market, Speed Street. Connor and I break down the weekly happenings of IndyCar, our lives on and off the track, and talk a little NASCAR and F1 as well. Dirty Mo Media's newest show is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. It is time for the Ask DBC Offer Pack question of the week. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC. We will pick the best ones. Uh, this first one is from SVT Cobra John. Should NASCAR and the tracks be allowed to use content that resulted in a suspension to promote the excitement of the race for next year? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like we that shouldn't happen, actually, because it's sort of 
using it to your advantage at the detriment of somebody else. So I'm going to say maybe not. Yeah. I mean, don't use that. You footage. tweeted something about this last week. I, think, I mean, you guys it? agree with me or no? Come see this. I mean, but you don't said do it was this. Bristol. But, it was see this, but don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, man, we, we talk about this all the time on here. If you don't do stupid stuff, we won't have nothing to talk about. Clearly. If, if you do all great stuff, we're only going to have great stuff to talk about. So I, I, I have to say as a marketer and as a promoter, you're looking for things that make people remember the moment, remember why you're tracking your event is special. And do I want to see Bubba Right Hook Larson over and over and over? No, I do not. But if that's what they think they're going to use to sell tickets – However, they put up an ad last week right away that that I thought was tacky, and 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 they pulled it down later. But it was still in print, which is the it, best it, part. It, about it just it. depends on how you position it. You know, if it's part of the highlight reel, if it's I don't know. I, I'm I think once you do it, it's in public. It's all over YouTube. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on wherever it's at. <laughs> it's gonna live forever. It's gonna be somewhere <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna. I, I tell my daughters this. I'm like, listen, when, when, when you oh. shoot a gun, right, the bullet that leaves that gun never comes back. And it's going to land Look somewhere. You. That is so philosophical of you. That's but, a little rough that. for a kid, kids. though. <laughs> You've never met Brett's well, kids? But, no, yes. you're right. I mean, you're right. But, but to my point, I tell them the same thing. Just like that bullet leaves that gun, you never get it back. Once you press send on that cell phone, and it's whatever you're sending to anybody. Are you patronizing me? No. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. There's so many like I'm just saying, messages in this yes, show for Caitlin. I'm just, I'm just I saying know, you, gotta, you just got to be careful. So if you're going to go out there and right hook a guy, guess what? It's going to be on TV the rest of your career. Yeah. I guess the art, this is a good point, though, of just maybe not using that on track incident. I could see them using the two of them outside the cars, but maybe we not show the actual on track part. <laughs> That's just my feeling on it, but no one asks I, my I, opinion. So, you know, I, I don't know what I've not talked to Kyle Larson and, and probably since I asked him to park his trailer in his parking lot that time that I was going somewhere and I needed somewhere to park a trailer, but Kyle Larson couldn't do anything in that situation. He's on this infield and he's being pushed, and he can't do anything. He's holding a helmet he could have used as a weapon. He didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He did I mean, not want to fight. He, the, the last thing he, just he wanted to get away. The yeah. last thing he needed <laughs> was like, to, to retaliate in that situation. I mean, he he was suspended for a reason, and yeah. and and here he is facing an altercation. Like he was in a he he was in a bad spot. Bubba was obviously mad. Bubba's going to learn from this. Bubba's going to come back better from this. I just hope for his and Freddie's sake that. It's sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. this this weekend is going to be a healing recovery process and until he puts his helmet on. And then I think Sunday when you say whatever y'all say before y'all get going, I think that's going to be the first normal thing that he's going to have had happen in his life for the past mm-hmm. seven days. This next one is from Muskrat Moldy. What that is a hell of a Twitter mm-hmm. handle. Sure is, Caitlin. <laughs> For you specifically, what's mm-hmm. your favorite interview or story that you've ever <laughs> covered? Why are you guys laughing? Don't, don't say story. What's, <laughs> okay, do you want to answer for her? I love your stories. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be serious for a moment. I think the one that stands out to me the most actually wasn't that long ago. I was the first person to interview Jimmy after he announced he was retiring, Jimmy Johnson. Ooh, good so one. we did a sit down with him at Hendrick, and it was just really neat to, to be the one that kind of heard his thoughts and his process of coming to this decision first. Because, you know, once a driver has answered certain questions over and over, it's not as organic. You know, they kind of already have sort of a predetermined things they're going to say. But for me, you know, 
it, that will always stand out to me. And it's no secret, Jimmy was my favorite driver. <laughs> always will be. I'm a huge um, proponent of Jimmy Johnson and everything he did in his career. And, and that's definitely one of those moments I'll remember forever. Do you think Jimmy Johnson races a cup car again? I sure hope so. I would love to see that. You think he does? Sh- I do think so. Uh, if I were him, it would be North Wilkesboro because obviously you can check a lot of boxes. You can check the history of the sport, short track. You have driven this new car. Not a lot of pressure. Not a lot of reasons to be out there worried about anything other than fun winning. event. Yeah, fun Very event. Fun event. Nobody cares about points, right? And when guys are out there, I mean, like AJ Almendinger yesterday. If I'm AJ Almendinger, I'm still mad at Ross Chastain about Coda. Right. But AJ Amendinger is not racing for points. He's not racing for that championship. Mm-hmm. Ross is in the middle of that. So you race each other differently, knowing that Ross has more on the line than AJ does yeah. currently. Right. So um, I would love to see Jimmy come back and run another cup race. Me too. But, but here's the thing, man. I watch so many guys in my span that I've been here on top of the world. The Daryl Waltrips at the end of his career, the Bobby Labonis, like they end up getting themselves in situations where they're not competitive. And it doesn't tarnish their legacy, but I mean, it breaks my heart a little bit. Well, I don't, don't see the fans didn't even get to see most of it because it was through yeah. the pandemic, which yeah. I hate that for the fans yeah. that they didn't get a chance to see Jimmy, you know, one race. last time, one last time. So, yeah. I, I mean, yes, North Wilkesboro, that would be awesome. That would be Did awesome. any of you guys go to the North Wilkesboro I stuff? I spotted it for Dale oh, Jr. Yeah. Oh, duh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have known that. Good for you. Uh, you, know what, so, T- you know, I, I'm going to ask you a question, Kayla. I'm putting you on spot. You know what TJ stands for? No. Thanks, Junior. <laughs> you know why we're going to start calling these guys both TJ? What? Thanks, Thanks, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Three T. I'm TJ. This is my brother oh TJ. This is my other brother TJ. That was one of the coolest events, though. And obviously, oh, you know, because you were Brett there. Didn't, Brett didn't get to go. I was, I was in the stands because I'm a race fan on it, obviously, at heart. And I had not seen anything like that in a really long time. Oh, it was time. crazy ridiculous. It Every was. time he moved up a spot to play, I was worried about the grandstands. Falling to the ground. Yes. I was, I was I very was, worried uh, about your grandstand falling down. <laughs> it, was it was awesome. It. Could you uh, imagine renovating that place and having a championship race there? <laughs> They I now know. I will say this: they do <laughs> have some work to do before we oh, come there. Yeah. Because I sat about not even a mile from the track for almost two hours trying to get in. But would you I, sit in it for the All Star race? I would. Or would you plan accordingly different? Or, I, mean, I mean, I would plan accordingly. Probably. I'm just saying, like there were a couple things I noticed that but is going to have to be race either though. So you probably didn't have any traffic, much traffic help at all. No, I mean there probably was there was none. There was, yeah, there was a no, helicopter. There's no sco- oh sweet. Yeah, well, you can just ride him. There's no scoring pylon. There was no scoring pylon. Yeah. That's that, yeah. That was a little tricky, just because like you really didn't there know. There was no cell phone service. There was no signal. Yeah, so they'll have some things but to figure my, out. But mine worked great. It'll be this. My cell phone signal will be the same there as it was at Homestead this week. Mine worked fine. Everybody oh. was talking about also the had Miami. Wi-Fi service, but from like somebody along with your helicopter. So there will be a lot of things that are upgraded before yeah. we go back there. You know what you just reminded me of though? Well, oh god. So Coda. Did Ross Chassane just outsmart us all? What do you mean? What, By how, cutting how did he that. Win Coda? He punted one guy into another guy and he won a race. What just happened after this race? They got out and shook hands, were happy as heck with each other. Ross walked away with a win, hey, trophy, everything. Something that flew under the radar, and I don't even know if T V covered it. I don't know if anybody Ross moved Danny on a restart uh, this they week. they covered it on TV. And, and like, listen. And those two are besties. Did, yeah. you, did y'all see the points? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not locked in by any means. If somebody the dude's was, second in points right mm-hmm. now. The I mean, would did anyone he just outsmart have, us all? 
Would anyone have identified Trackhouse Racing to have a car in the championship four Hell at the no. beginning of the year? Not no. like that. No. That wasn't on my bingo card. Nope. Yeah. He did it's it. I mean, it's been amazing. Good. I think that's been such a cool story amazing. the whole year. A million yeah. percent. Yeah. Who's our offer back question of the week? You can pick, or Caitlin can pick. It doesn't Caitlin. matter. Wait, what do I do? You pick Which between question the two like questions. They, they, don't, they don't win. They, win. Yeah. they win all of nothing. But so. it's still great. <laughs> do you like to th- using the. TJ said it'd be too cold, and he's from Buffalo where they go to football games all winter. Too cold to do what? To race in Martins, to race in North Wilkesboro, November. Uh, yeah, it's going to be just, free. It'd be freezing. Do you think the, it's the content question or the, the stories or question? The, what? <laughs> content question was a good question because I had a nice little debate it's good with content. it. So. There you go. <laughs> Great content. There you go. SVT Cobra Both John. Content. Well done. <laughs> Offer pack question of the week. Congratulations. There you go. for us to get to our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments from this week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your more than fast moments this week? TJ. Man, I really liked what AJ did. He consistently moved forward, running a completely different line than what most people did. He made it work. He was very disciplined in doing it taking a half a car length every lap and not making a lot of mistakes doing it. He passed a lot of strong cars. And put himself in contention to have a shot at a win. I mean, he was top three, top two, got to second, got passed back by Ross. Um, and, you know, they had a great race. They put on a show. And I got to give it to AJ. I think I think mine has to go to the Xfinity race. Noah, we talked about Kyle being dominant in the cup side and not winning. Noah has been the same, just as dominant in the yeah. Xfinity side. Similar performance. Race. Um, just finding kind of ways to lose. A couple years ago was running the back of David Starr. Uh, as, as a lap car, uh, late restart, I think last year. Um, but I see here on the note that says Noah Gregson slide jobs, way to P4 <laughs> to P1. This kid put a clinic on on Saturday because he kind of rode around for the first 10 or 15 laps of every run, knowing he had by far the best car in the field and he could drive to the lead basically anytime he wanted to. And uh, for for the performance he put on on Saturday, <laughs> literally I would just call it a clinic of Homestead Motor Speedway because he, he would run third to fourth every run for about 20 laps and then just drive to the lead and take off and be gone. So uh, I'll give it to him for this weekend. I'm a little worried about him though, man. He's getting out after these races and he's struggling physically. And I know he said yeah. he was going to get attention <clears throat> after the season's over, man. I wish he'd get, get attention now uh, to your point, Kyle and Noah put on clinics this weekend. They're the two fastest guys in the state of Florida on Saturday and Sunday. So Caitlin, I mean, that's, I don't know how you get faster than that. Yeah, well, I guess I'll give it to MTJ's crew since no one's <laughs> said this one yet. I mean, we've talked about them, but it's not often you get to highlight the crew. And they were very quick reaction getting out of the way. Like we've talked about, they're superb athletes. Um, they're in these jobs for a reason. Well done by them. I'm still really disappointed they didn't bust off a 10-second stop after the car comes <laughs> spinning in there. And- Do you imagine a, um, a Homestead race in the Xfinity car with Larson, Reddick, Noah, Noah. Imagine that'd be pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. 
Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Speaking of crew, Caitlin, Blake has obviously had a lot of success at Joe Gibbs. Now yep. he's with Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. If there's a guy, I think we even said it a few weeks ago, like there are two crew chiefs I called out that their cars have overachieved. It was Dave Ellens mm-hmm. and, and Blake's. Uh, yep. Now he's getting to move into a premier, big ride. premier mm-hmm. top ride. I was surprised they went outside, to be <laughs> honest with you, because they have so much talent inside and so much depth. What What's it like? You're successful. You're an independent woman. I'm so proud of you. But like, what is it like living as a crew chief's wife? Because I know this garage is how stressful it is every week. You you just said it. Stressful. <laughs> I mean, I think um, for us, it is a unique situation. We kind of realized quickly we're one of the few couples in the sport where both of them are holding very high profile demanding careers. Uh, and it's hard. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, it is very, very difficult. Um, the schedule is long when you have small children and you're trying to manage the family and the careers and, you know, crew chiefing at the beginning of this season, I hardly saw him. It was like ships in the night because everyone was trying to figure out the new car, the hours that everybody was putting well, he in. he did get a month off. Was in t- <laughs> PJ. Really? Just My saying. first time on here, you're going to do that? I just say they had a month off early in the year. Yeah, we know, how, we know how well those months off go. For but that chief. man is like one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my entire life. So he wasn't really off. I mean, he wasn't physically at the track, but he was, if the garage was open, he was at work in the shop. So it was nice to have him home for a change. But yeah, I mean, he has done an amazing job. I think car chiefs sometimes are always overlooked because we've gotten into this system of an engineer or nothing, engineer or nothing for crew chiefs. And now they sort of saw this year with Blake that the old school racers, they can get it done. You know, they don't have the same type of mind necessarily that engineer does. So I think for Blake, he's a very mechanically inclined, no nonsense kind of guy. Didn't have any, you know, preconceived notions because the new car, everyone was figuring it out together. Right. So um, I think it's, it's huge. And I think it's sending a message too to others in the sport. Like, Hey, car chiefs, they can do this job. They can do it well. Uh, and I think, you know, there were a couple people at Hendrick that were a key part of why this happened that are old school racers themselves. And I think they saw something in him that maybe was just a little different. And that's why they went. It, it reminds me of like a Chad Canals because <laughs> Chad. Lord help me. Chad, Chad was <laughs> I'll, I'll never see him again. I'll always be. Aware. But I mean, like Chad was at, if I, if I remember, like he went to like Jasper engines car, the Robert mm-hmm. Presley, ride. I don't know who was driving Long at the time. Ago, like yeah. he left a good team to go kind of do what Blake did. Like, yes, Blake, he did. Blake yeah. left a power team to go to a not power team, not a, mm-hmm. you know, 30, lateral 40 move, million dollar right? yep. budget. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so for his shot. And he then took his shot. I mean, Freddie and I talked about it, even the spotters. Like, sometimes you got to take a step back to take a step you forward. You do. You got to take a risk on yourself. And I remember when this whole deal kind of was presented to Blake in the offseason, you know, we talked about it a lot. He's like, do you really think I should leave Joe Gibbs Racing? Like, is this a smart choice? I said, I think that if you want a shot to be a crew chief, you're going to have to go somewhere else because it just didn't really seem like that was their process at Gibbs. It was typically engineers who got the nod. So... He did, and I mean, I kind of knew uh, that he was going to be successful just because of how he is. Oh, that's my bank calling me. Sorry, oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is a risk, but it was one that proved to be the right choice. I mean, none of this would have happened Mack. if he had. Yeah, yeah Travis Mack, Mack same kind of thing, right? Perfect yeah. example. Got Another a shot, example. Then he got a bigger shot. Yeah. yeah. So 
I'm really happy for him. I, I think it's it's really cool to see what he's done in his career. Because when I first met him, Furniture Row was just kind of starting to come into their own. They were not putting on the clinic. They did at one point there every week where it was running up front. So I feel like I've literally seen from the very beginning him, you know, and his success. And we've kind of gone through it together because our jobs are intertwined. So it was like reporting on the high moments of winning all those races, winning the championships, reporting on the moments where Furniture Rose shutting down. You know, we kind of go through those yeah, all together because right. our jobs are just linked that way. So it's pretty cool. It's I, really I, cool I have see. had the opportunity to work with a lot of different people. And, and to your point, like the Todd Parrots of the world, the Brian Patties, yeah. the Todd Barriers, they've all been crew chiefs that I've worked with. Like those guys – were not engineers, but they were brilliant racers. Exactly. They understood how to call a race. Mm -hmm. They understood how to motivate people. I mean, Todd Parrott was one of my favorite. Look, Todd Parrott was a <laughs> point blank. But I don't have a problem with people who are direct. I don't have a problem yeah. with people who might hurt your feelings, who, who might say things that you know you think wasn't very nice. And, and Todd would hurt, but, but the people that Todd had around him all went on to become super successful in this sport. And at mm -hmm. the time, I remember I'd be like, dang, why is this guy leaving our team? Well, he'd go somewhere and be a crew chief, you know, a shot guy would move up to be a car chief or whatever they would do. And then you look at like all the slugger labbies and the Mike Fords, like everybody on our team went on to be a crew chief because mm -hmm. he knew how to hire talent, recruit right. talent and manage people. So I think sometimes to your point, that kind of gets lost in today's world because it is so quote engineering driven. Right. But I think it's maybe it's shifting again. <laughs> I hope it does because I mean, racers deserve a place in this world. Well, you, Absolutely. We talked about last week. We talked about spotter silly season last week. I mean, crew chief silly season is no different. We Obviously, Blake has a high-profile job, profile job with the 48. you got to think, I would imagine uh, Chris Gale is going to go move up with Ty Hi. Gibbs. Um, I would think Luke Lambert's also going to move up with Noah Gregson. Um, so that, that leaves some different jobs open in the Xfinity series, of course. Um, but that, that's two more, you know, two really good crew chiefs that are be moving up back or back up to the cup series, I should say. So that'll be interesting to see next year. And I don't, I've been just looking at you for the last couple minutes and I'm trying to figure out, did you go to scores last night by some chance no. or something? You have glitter. Um, you have all glitter. Over glitter. Over I, do, I do have a bunch of daughters that are teenagers. <laughs> Is I've, that, never been that to I've never been to scores. <laughs> that is true. Okay. That is, that is true. No, he's never been. I've never been. He's to never been there. I mean, he's never been with me. And if he's not going with me, I don't know who the hell he would have gone. I wouldn't go with anybody <laughs> unless Caitlin takes me. I didn't even. I, I didn't even know. Julio Flores calling six three zero. I didn't even know I went to scores two weeks ago, but apparently I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> that sounds like it was a good night. <laughs> What an idiot, man. All right, let's move on to what an idiot. Perfect segue for Freddie's well, comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to nominate myself for this one. <laughs> no, you're Caitlin, not. would you like to elaborate on we don't why? Let you. Oh, God, do not elaborate. We don't no. let you. We I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Everyone has their idiot time. I'll let Brecco first. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to become an urban legend. Oh, something like that. <laughs> My one an idiot really simple this week. I have watched lap cars slow cars, guys that are not there to race. They're not there to compete. They're there to ride around and collect a paycheck. I've watched these guys go through this choose cone process. God, Jesus. And literally line up, or a car that's under penalty. A car that's under penalty, or a truck, choose, and then after they choose, they get sent to the back by NASCAR because they weren't supposed to choose to begin with, or they're slow like 
one of the bike marker cars and they pick and then they bail and it completely changes the Everything. lineup. It completely changes the lineup. It changes the restart. It changes the outcome of the restart. It change, changes the outcome of the race. When this happens, bury these f- guys. Find them an astronomical amount of money so that when they put that helmet on that morning, they realize I'm here to race. I'm going to pick and I'm going to line up and I'm going to race or I'm here to ride around and I'm not going to screw up everybody else's race. I'm sick and tired of every single race f***ing up to choose because you're not racing. Listen, yeah. it was on the NASCAR radio yesterday, so I'm not Listen, I have tried to be nicer to this cup person. Cup. cup. Okay. I have tried to be nicer to this person and I have told people in his family that I will not call him out unless he does dumb Cody Ware did this 12 times yesterday. The NASCAR radio said, I'm tired of telling this guy to stop doing this. Stop doing it or we're going to come down hard on you. Do not choose and then bail out. That's as simple as that. Find him. Take points. Park him. I don't care. Make him stop. I, uh, I Make actually, them stop. I just in a row in the truck race because the 88 had a penalty. 88 didn't <clears> seem. And he, he chose was the a bottom. And I'm like, oh, he chose bottom. We're going to move up row. So we just chose the bottom, and they pulled him off on the back. I slid up a row. It was awesome. But that changed the whole freaking thing. Yeah, but I was on top of the game, man. Uh, you were. <laughs> but you should, we, should, we can't do that. I know. I, you shouldn't have to. So they did penalize. They started penalizing people that interrupted the shoes. They gave them, what, a drive-through Somebody penalty? had a drive-through penalty. But that was yes. like a guy that had never been there before. Like, they made, made an example, like they normally do, of somebody that doesn't matter. But, I mean, if you, if you interrupt the shoes... Give them a drive through penalty. Yeah. They'll quit doing it. I promise you that. If you're not, if you're going to drop, you need to do it before. If you get to the choose cone and there's still cars passing you or trucks passing you, you're getting a drive through. Well, I'm glad y'all agree with my well idiot. Yeah, it got? sounds like everyone's in agreement on this. <laughs> I forgot um, about that. But I go appreciate ahead. It. Uh, mine is uh, Nick Sanchez, and it's only for the fact that my man. Missed his pit stall twice in the same pit cycle. We talked about Martin missing his pit cycle, you know, pit stall after being there or almost missing it. Um, poor Nick. I didn't know what was happening. So we were, we, it was the end of the first stage, I think. And Landon was running second. We beat whoever was leading, I guess probably Noah, I would assume, beat him off pit road. And they call the lineup out and they're like, all right, 48, 10, 9. And I'm like, where the where's the 48? Oh, he was in the 48. I saw that guy. Where, I said, where's the 48 so at? Like, so then I realized what happened was he just missed his stall. He drove through, so that's why he was the first car off pit road. He didn't so, miss his stall. The first one, he parked in a 32's pit box in the did, first one. Did he? Oh, yeah, he completely pulled in the wrong stall. So then he, so then I see, I tell, Hirschman was saying next man, I said, Hirsch, what happened? He said, oh, he, he just missed his stall. So then I'm watching him now, and he comes back down pit road <laughs> and is lost again. Like He pulls oh, in two no, stalls yeah. before his where there's two cars in front of him. Goes out. I'm like, oh, he's just got to go around these guys and then pull in. Well, he goes around them and just continues to drive down pit road. Oh. So he missed his stall twice in the same pit sequence. Listen, uh, Nick had a good week. I think he's going to get a pretty high-profile truck series ride next year. Um, a certain team that may have switched manufacturers is kind of is kind of showing that they are going to chase some money maybe over high-profile talent. Profile talent. <laughs> uh and we'll see how that works out for him. I think Nick's super talented. He's the ARCA champion from this year. Um, but I think probably Nick is going to be the most talented guy at wherever he's going next we year. We need to There's get him a, a Garmin. Things we need to fill in the lines there. Almost. <laughs> so, I know. I, I don't want to ask, but I'm. Is it going to a bow tie or something else? I would say it's a bow tie. Okay, then. <laughs> no, did. TJ. Man. <laughs> there's, there's, honestly, it was a pretty um, weak. Week for candidates for what an idiot. There was a lot of uh, um, 
I didn't see a lot of bonehead moves on the racetrack. I did see one thing, and I don't know if it's really what an idiot, but I, I, I kind of really liked watching it. Um, Josh Williams was in the 36 Xfinity car, and old BJ, BJ McLeod went into turn three and hit him so hard in the back, <laughs> and he sent him into the corner, and the next thing you know, the 36 slams on the brakes and tries to wait for him to pass him. And the 78 just keeps hitting the brakes too. They're Slow like to trying, slowing down <laughs> and there's cars splitting him. Cause he's trying to get to him. And I was up there like, I'm like trying to spot. I'm like, looking at my, this is good. This is good. <laughs> there might be some history there. That's what I was. There are two that, Florida guys. Yeah. And one drove Josh, for a little Josh bit drove for a BJ to start the year. BJ hit him really hard. And uh, Josh didn't like it. And he literally slammed the brakes in the middle of the corner and, BJ hit the brakes just as hard to stay behind him. And it was like this. I should have pulled it up on SMT. I will say I do have sometimes I'll throw in what a genius. Um, what a genius for whoever decided whether it was Tony or NASCAR decided that Tony didn't need to be the grand marshal on Sunday. Because God forbid if you would have gave Tony Stewart a microphone before the race started. Yeah. <laughs> There's no telling what would have come out of his mouth. Hey, and on a positive note, there were a lot of cars oh, that did hit the wall and had some tire issues and um no cautions. They got back to pit road. Everything kept on flowing. I thought that was a good week for that. So. Kaylin, you have an idiot? I said it already. It was me. <laughs> Why? I, I got no Why? Why? I don't <laughs> agree. I disagree. We, we discussed it. You guys discussed it last week. Um, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> with what I would. <laughs> I, yeah. You're Freddy's. What a genius. I, <laughs> <laughs> the whole garage. The whole garage votes. He would like to thank you, Caitlin. Oh my gosh. At the end of the year, you are getting an award. I, I did, it's a major award. So a major award. Yes. So many people tweeted me last week going, Who do we need to be following about this video oh, that you're talking heavens. about? And I was like, Oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I did see, uh, speaking of Tony, is he making his NHRA debut yeah, this, this week? coming week. Is right. he really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What the hell is he driving? What's Top he? fuel? That was oh. he driving. Top Whoa. Fuel. Wow. Just dive in Pretty both. Cool. D- d- go straight in the deep end. I mean, I'm sure he's been. I, I got to think he's been testing, right? I mean. Got to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk about. I don't think he's showing up cold turkey here. <laughs> I mean, talk about it. I mean, this guy's. What is he? 47, 48? Yeah, I'd say he's mid to late. Ultra competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Ultra successful at everything he's ever done. Driven absolutely mm-hmm. everything. He's, he's not going to do this and suck. And if he does, he'll keep doing it until he doesn't suck. Like it, he's driven everything. I'm excited to see him do it. Me too. I miss seeing Tony. Yeah. I know. Oh, let's move on to DBC picks. Jason, congratulations. Jason manipulated the system so he could pick Larson first. Uh, yeah. I have, I have a, oh, we're going to discuss this. It's oh. not my fault. You, you picked the same guy twice. <laughs> at Homestead with Kyle Larson. Brett and Jason are now tied for the lead with eight wins. Freddie and TJ wow. are tied in second for. With seven wins, and I'm last with five. Casey, you're uh, eliminated. Casey, so, you're buying dinner, just so you know. So, okay. For the record. Thanks, Jay. We both got disqualified no, no, yeah. no, no, last no, no. week. Uh-huh. I sent in my pick for Ross Chassain way earlier. and well, then it doesn't matter. You, you pick, ended you, up picking him. You what pick after me. Yeah, it's, a, it's in order. It's, it's always in go in order. Doesn't be, I, I, I could have just yelled out Kyle Larson last week, and I get him. So. You got disqualified, too, so why would I beat you. My guy beat your guy. Somebody explain this to her. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got two races left, and we could have a three-way tie going into the championship. Wait, we're 36 in, and she doesn't know how it goes? No, it's been (laughs) I was kicking myself in the ass because I I debated Uh, Truex last week. I was like, Truex or Reddick? Truex or Reddick? Truex uh, leading. I'm like, you idiot. And then he got wrecked, and I was like, well, it don't matter now. You've been on fire So before we pick, who do you think is going to win the race? I'm not really going on a limb, but I'm going to say William Byron. Willie B. You're on the Willie B. bus. 
Well, I mean, shoot, he did really well <laughs> this year. I feel like it's highly possible. He did. Everybody I picked sucks in the playoffs, so I hate to jinx this guy, but he's not in the playoffs. He was never in the oh. playoffs, but he's fast and he's good there. I'll take Truex. There you go. I screwed Martinsville. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I screwed. Everybody I picked gets jinxed, so mm. I did text Tyler after the You're doing way just, better this year than you've ever done. I, I, you know, I thought Tyler might have thought I picked him. He came right up to me the week before and he was like, Thanks for picking me. You jinxed me. No, I'm, oh, Red Ake? Yeah. 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 Finished in six, uh. so that kind of erased that. But Denny was going to run well, and then he hit the fence at the end. So, so, so you're next. Yes. Uh, you could think Red Ake again. I'm taking Blaney. So hopefully I win. I hope you do too. PJ. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I will take Bill Byron. You want to take Denny for the third time? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I've got Joey Logano. I almost picked him. I was going to pick him. <clears throat> I couldn't take Byron. So we'll see what the standings are like. It could be a winner take all at uh, Miami or Phoenix. Should be Miami. But so what is it, loser? What's the tiebreaker? Like overall, I don't know. Whoever's got the most wins or the highest finishes. What we is could probably win? go back and count how many times people have won, picked their driver, and won the race. Like I picked. Next year Larson we need to do won. something like. Uh, like an extra point if you actually win the race. Yeah. What does um, the winner get? I know what the, the winner, winner gets. gets dinner table. from the loser. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. Tyler has already committed his credit card to help pay for dinner. So I thought she's buying dinner for everybody. Yeah, she is. Okay. I am. Yeah. 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 But yeah. he Epic. said that he Epic. wants Epic. to join. Epic. So Megan said she's coming. So I mean, it's yeah. gonna be a hell of a party. And we, uh, Alexa, she eats like a bird. That'd be twelve dollars. Megan gets the same thing. Megan is Megan is the smoking hot couple or whatever it is. It's obviously it's obviously in direct relation to me and Megan. Epic chomp house, right? I mean, we're talking lots of cheesy toe, cheesy bread, that black and white cake. Their oh, wine yeah. pours there are amazing. <laughs> by are. the way, they it's like good. a whole bottle in a glass. You, you can join. Go? Yeah, you should no, join. I don't yeah, deserve to go, but yeah, yeah, but you I mean, guys you have fun for me. Casey's buying. I'd like you to video <laughs> well, it. Tyler. So I, I have the most team members helping me out with picks, and I'm still losing between my social guy, Brian Mabry, yeah. and Tyler Reddick. So there's that. Try again next year. All right, yep. Virginia, Virginia girl. Yes. We're going home to Martinsville. I know. You're coming up there, aren't you? Um, I haven't decided yet. I don't have to work. At the actual track, so we'll see. I bet you go. I bet I go. <laughs> I love that track. It's it's very old school feel. True. If you don't, do you feel like missing something? Yeah. Do you not? Sometimes, like, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Um, it's just, but it's hard, as you know, with kids, like yep. just figuring all that out and managing. Still figuring it out. I, uh, you do. <laughs> let me know. Yes, <laughs> I am as well. Same. Uh, <laughs> what can we expect heading into Martinsville? All, I mean, Xfinity too. I feel like hopefully a Xfinity lot of pass race. I think yeah. Xfinity was a great race this spring. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great race again. Cup was a terrible race in the spring, and unfortunately, race. I think it might be a terrible race again. One of my greatest mm -hmm. moments ever. I got Junior through that big wreck. It was. <laughs> I just retired it, after that. Done. I'm done. I'm retiring right Hall now. Hall of Fame. It's yep. an amazing racetrack, and if it's not an amazing race, it's not the racetrack's fault. No, yeah. it's not the racetrack's fault. I did see they put some grass in. They were digging it up. Remember we were there for the test. Yeah, I was like, um, what are they doing? Down there? They took a bunch of seats, or I don't know if they took seats <laughs> out, but they just redid a bunch of yes. yeah. big grass behind turn one. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty cool. Do I you guys Martin's eat the hot dogs there? Yes. You guys do that? Or I not? tried a couple. I mean, it's just... It's I don't just, go crazy over it, but I, I mean, I might sure eat like one. Uh, like, I'm not... I'm not eating what, them all man? the way. I guess, so the guy, the back in the day, you know, they used to mark the garage stalls. You can't really do that anymore. I mean, we're not... We don't have the Friday practice, the Saturday practice. Like, 
Listen, guys, like we'll never beat the record. I don't know what the record is. He's not here oh. to defend himself. Dillner ate like 40 hot dogs one what? day. And when I saw yep. him, I thought he was going to die. He was mm-hmm. sweating. He had like the well, that's I, normal. I, <laughs> he was I. He was not looking good. I was like, you. That's are a high it, number. That was that's my Hall of Fame. What an idiot! I maybe. got a question. Oh, Why oh, is the hot dog well. guy not the Grand Marshal this weekend? Who's the hot dog mm-hmm. eating some? What's his name? <laughs> Chestnut. Uh, Chestnut. Chestnut. Well, that's because he's Chestnut. sponsored by a completely different kind of hot dog. Yeah, we need Chestnut there. Maybe Wait, Kobayashi. is he sponsored by that? Yeah, I don't know. Who's, the, who's the other guy? Kobayashi? Kobayashi, I think. We need that guy there. They should fight each other. They should have a hot dog eating contest <laughs> on the first well, show. They should be eating oh, each other. Yeah. They should be like, yeah, slinging no. wieners. <laughs> Wearing the costume. <laughs> slinging wieners <laughs> on the front stretch <laughs> of Martinsville. <laughs> slinging wieners. Caitlin, you know, like, st- listen, back in the day when I ran the st- late mall <laughs> race, there was Taco Bell 300. There was literally a taco <laughs> eating contest. They slinging that's tacos. Better than it. That's better than hot dogs. <laughs> slinging tacos. I, I, no words. Oh, no words. No. I love it. Slinging wieners and tacos on the front street. Tyler, put that line in sling. Yeah, in your rat. Stop. Kayla, your thank rat. you for coming on. Thank make you sure, for having me. Make sure I y'all follow Kaylin on Instagram. She's amazing. <laughs> Uh, just she, Instagram. She, just the gram. I, I don't know the Caitlin, the mom of two children. I know the fun Caitlin back in the day, and it's so good to see you. Oh, I had to in a while. You. Thank yeah. you for coming on. Appreciate and, it. And Race Hub, man, you guys do an amazing job covering our sport. I probably have as much respect for Larry McReynolds as I can have for any human being in the garage. Same. Because he's like Bob Pockras work ethic. He, oh my gosh. I tell people that all the time. Like it doesn't matter what we have to talk about. The man studies so much. He's always so prepared. He's definitely one of my favorite people to work I, with. I do have to ask this before you go. How, <laughs> it just seems so strange to me because I've never done this. Oh boy. You're sitting in a green room. room. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the entire room is green. I mean, obviously I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but everything's digitally done behind you yes. in the studio. But like, it's just every time I see a picture, it's either like your story or, or somebody else that's on there. <laughs> oh, you look at my story. I'm sorry. This is a different story. Uh, but it's always, it's like this green room with couches and I'm like, that must be very strange to just do an entire show from then. At first, for sure. Like when we first walked in there to do like rehearsals before the season started, cause it's a 360 room. I mean, and you don't, it, there were so many cameras and so many reference points to look at. It's just strange because you sort of have to learn like the weather type thing where you're pointing to things that aren't actually there. But once you get into the rhythm, it's fine. I think sometimes drivers, when they come in there as guests, they're sort of like, oh, wow, this is different. But um, I guess I would say I'm used to it now. But um, yeah, at first just it was kind of... looks really crazy. It'd be it weird. Is. It's a huge, massive We'll get room. you one next year. For I you. want one yeah. next year. I want to be like... <laughs> This is Brett. He's an idiot right here. <laughs> well, congratulations. You've made it. You're, yeah, a, you're a rock star for us, and we appreciate all you do for the sport because you do a hell of a lot. And uh, maybe maybe y'all let us three come on race up sometime. Maybe. Oh, and I mean, seriously, happen. while I was sitting here, I was thinking, like, these are some of the best perspectives you guys have um, that I've heard in a while. We should just do something with you guys every week. Oh, every week. Mm, I like every week. <laughs> What's called a podcast? That, that would be a privilege. It would, I mean, that would be a privilege. That would be a privilege. What a privilege. How yes. dare you? <laughs> All right. We're off to Martinsville. We'll see y'all next Monday. Only two shows left after this one in the regular season, plus a Christmas episode, right? You guys Jason? are idiots. <laughs> we next, out. Hol- next week is Halloween. Word. Dress up. Ooh. Halloween. There's no O in Halloween. On that note, it's- have a great week. <laughs> have a great week. And Freddie, go Bills. <laughs> Let's go Giants. <laughs> 
Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.